Conversation cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. go off and running on what I think is going to be probably a uh, rip-roaring Friday on the front porch right here on the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. And that's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany Real-Time Madcap Multimedia in Extravaganza that is the horn chat room in the three hours which this in which this program is live Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All times in between and the great globe round. And whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast, thanks so much for listening to the podcast and for sharing your time and for listening to the program live, either at headon.live or uh, your favorite podcasting platforms. And oof, even at. Tune in where the program will probably be occasionally uh, interrupted by an ad for ExxonMobil, for which we receive not one thin dime. Not that I particularly want any thin or otherwise thick dimes from ExxonMobil. Hi, I'm Robin. It is the uh, ninth day of December, 2022. Uh, We are uh, rapidly running out of 2022, uh, fresh out. I guess there's 22 days left of 2022. A reminder, we don't do year-end retrospectives here because, hell, this entire program for the last almost 20 years has been one long day-in, day-out retrospective. But anyway, um, here in about an hour, we will go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves. Uh, where we uh, keep the Extraordinary Ordinary Roundtable around which we gather each and every Friday to cuss and discuss and carry on. And something tells me I know what we're going to be talking about this evening because y'all have been talking about it with me all day long. And everybody seems to be pretty much of one mind. And we'll get there in fairly short order. Uh, But first, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So tremendous thanks go out to our ninth day of the month subscribers. Uh, thank you so much for a uh, have a holiday show on me. That's tremendous uh, from uh, one of our anonymous friends. Thank you. And across the pond, thank you, Claire. It's so nice to have a new friend. 
and new, new friends are the new friends are just uh, wonderful. And Claire checks out the podcast from over the, uh, uh, over in Merry Oldy Engeland. And think, speaking of Mary, thanks to uh, Mary Bell. Thank you for jumping in, for being a subscriber. Thank you to Khalil. Thank you to Ralps. Uh, thanks to James. Thank you, James. So very much appreciated. And uh, thanks again to Kat in Ohio for uh, the Don't Make Santa Sad Challenge. Thank you. So what does that mean for where we are? Well, it means we are at $515, one of the lowest Friday on the front porch community-made miracles. We've had in a really long time, and it can get better quickly because, like I said, I know what we're going to be talking about. Oh, God, I know what we're... I didn't sleep too well last night. Uh, I have the, the, this neck thing, and every now and then it spasms. And uh, Last night was one of those nights, so... I just uh, happened to be awake at about 5 a.m. when the news broke that Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema had decided to fuck America. And we've been talking about it all day long. We'll get into all the greater details, but uh, uh, the subject line from Matt in San Francisco, court corruption and cinema. Fuck them both challenge. Meet my 25 bucks and I'll make it 50. Thank you, Matt. After, uh, after, the, uh, after the triggering we put you through last night with air supply, I, I, can't, I can't begin to thank you enough. And I, I'm entirely on board with your sentiment in both instances. So if somebody kicks out 25 bucks, um, Matt will turn that into a two-for-one challenge, and we will go from 515 down to uh, 440. 440. Heck of a voltage, right? But I neglected to mention, if you do wander by the chat room uh, right, ab right about now, you'll be greeted by early arrivers. Um, sorry, had to turn off the little there in the chat room. Early arrivers, Anatole and Irish Dave and Rick in Europe and Squeaky. And you will, of course, be capably moderated by longtime inveterate indefatigable veteran, no, uh, by pinch hit midweek chat room utility moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia Stan. Steve! Uh, and as well, up in, uh, up in the lush fastness of Oregon, our, our agricultural expert, Roger, in Oregon. At mathematics, too, because remember, I am mathematically challenged. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Uh, I, I hope this is as good a, a program as I anticipate it is, or it will be. Uh, Steve already noting in regard to uh, Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema. I dislike that woman with the heat of a thousand suns. Me, too. And, uh, of course, as we all know, uh, Lady B always brings her A game, and you know that Lady B is in a place, she's just taken about as much as she cares to bear when you get an email from Lady B, and the subject line is, this bitch. 
the absolute gall of her to sit there and wait before they called it for Warnock and then pull this shit. Either she's being paid by the Republicans or she just wants to burn the house down. My God, Arizona, create a scandal around her ass and quickly. She needs to go. And so she, and yeah, I trust the vast majority of uh, the Horn family community congregation knows of which we speak. Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema has declared she is no longer a Democrat. <laughs> well, and now the breaking news. And she's going to leave the Democratic Party and be an independent. You know, I don't like eating crow. It's not particularly tasty. It's bony, and most of the time you wind up spitting out feathers. Uh, but I got some crow to eat because I was, you know, there I was celebrating, you know, Oh, look, Joe Manchin's not going to be the queen of the Senate anymore. Um, or not. Because, well, Curtsy and Kirsten just recrowned the queen of the Senate. So it looks like we've got that to look forward to for the next two years. But there's a... There is a... And... But to the extent that I'm eating crow, I'm also, you know, this is ancillary to all of this, but um, I've kept my given name. I changed the spelling. But I still have to go and get it done officially because it costs money and, well, I spend all, every, everything pretty much goes to bills and staying alive. But the fact of the matter is, um, eventually, you know, I'll, I'll change it. Uh, I'll change it formally. Got to change my birth certificate. Need to get that done down in Alabama before they decide I can't. You know, because trans. Because Alabama. <laughs> and and I've got I've got my name all picked out. I've, I've I've given myself plenty of time to think about it. I'm staying Robin. Don't worry. We're not, not going to have any more of that confusion. Um, got a couple of middle names picked out. But I swear, I swear this morning when the news broke about Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema, uh, Kirsty, uh, just a reminder, Dante said that there are nine levels of hell. And that the ninth and lo lowest most level of hell is reserved for the betrayers. Honey, they're going to dig you a basement just for you. And uh, the reason I mentioned the name change is because I swear, you know, we've talked a lot about how on this program uh, we're so far out ahead of the curve, it's like being on straight road. Well, there's another name for that. Um, Cassandra. Wondering if maybe I ought not tuck Cassandra somewhere in my name. I won't, but sometimes...
because it was what a couple of weeks ago, maybe three, four tops. I mean, uh, this is one day less than exactly one month since the midterm elections. But I know for a fact, and those of you who are here every day, every evening, or who catch all the podcasts, uh, uh, Andy hasn't updated me on how far uh, how how far behind he is. But Andy won't miss a podcast. And hi, Andy, uh, out on the road. But I know somewhere in the last four weeks, I mentioned the fact that, and, and, and I know exactly the context in which it happened. Someone had said something. That helps. Someone had said something about, oh dear, what if Joe Manchin becomes a Republican? And so I had to revisit uh, that thing which I do from time to time in which I explained that, Joe Manchin is not going to change parties. And I've been pretty clear in my reasoning for that. And Of course, I am the Manchin whisperer. Believe me, it's no fun. Uh, but, you know, he, he owns the Democratic Party in West Virginia. The Republican Party doesn't want him. The Republican Party despises him. And he certainly doesn't want an uncertain... Republican primary uh, to have to deal with in 2024. So he's going to stay a Democrat. But in explaining that sometime in the last month or so, I did happen to mention that I wasn't so sure about Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema because Ruben Gallego was reelected to his seat in Arizona, and he had already announced that if he did, he was coming for Curtsy and Kirsten. And what I thought all along is, uh, at least as of this morning, haha, how about that? Old girl got some uh, internal polling data that show, shows she has less of a chance than um, of, of, of winning her primary in 2024 in the Democratic par- uh, pro- Party. Uh, then does a wax cat in the in the uh, depths of hell, and that appears to be correct because, among other things, uh, Darlene in Connecticut uh, sent along an article confirming exactly what I thought. Per an MSNBC article, Curtsy and Kirsten was trailing Ruben Gallego by a whopping 58% in early polling, uh, presumably among Democratic voters in Arizona. Darlene noting she's not trustworthy in any regard. And so this, this decision on her part actually, as Darlene noted, increases her reelect chances... significantly if she runs as an independent there's no such thing as an independent primary the uh, ballot can be absolutely chock-a-block with independence and so what she's trying to do and and she'll still have the same filthy horse gagging amount of pharma money and insurance money and bank money and and uh, hydrocarbon money 
Hell, maybe Joe Manchin will even give her some of his PAC money. Wouldn't that be sweet? Um, but the other thing can also happen. She can she can either win on uh, 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 the Murkowski theory, or she can split the uh, Democratic vote sufficiently to let some mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing maggot type, like, say, Blake Masters. God, that guy. That name. Just such a cartoon. It sounds it sounds like a character out of uh, oh what was what was that adult animated series uh, uh, Archer yeah sounds like a character from Archer I'm Blake Masters you know gold chains chest hair ha- ha- shirt unbuttoned half you know down to his solar plexus um and that's a very real or wait here. You want to get a case of the Fantods real early in the program here? Mm. Maybe not Blake Masters. How about Republican nominee? Oh, well, this is this is gonna this is gonna upset some Eastern Standard Time Zone diners, and maybe even ruin Billable Rick's um, mid-afternoon snack. Carrie Lake. You think Carrie Lake can burble and babble and batshit crazy her her way to the Republican nomination for Senate in Arizona in 2024, shrieking election fraud, voter fraud, all along the way? Because I don't think that's... Arizona shows no sign of getting over it, at least on the Republican side. And Carrie Lake got entirely too close to the uh, governor's office for my comfort. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a nail-biter. And, of course, the next two years in the Senate are going to be a nail-biter, too. I, I guess there was some degree of reassurance. Somebody put out a, a, a and I think Flavio pointed it out, you know, her voting record is like 90% or more with Joe Biden. And that's all well and good. But when we really needed her, like in order to enact, say, uh, protections for access to the ballot for minorities and marginalized communities, she was nowhere to be seen. When, When we wanted to raise the minimum wage to something resembling livable, or, you know, at least maybe in the adjacent area code to livable. She was a hard no. She and Joe Manchin. Man, that Ohio Senate election sure does loom large right now, doesn't it? Sure would have been nice if the DNC had actually gotten involved in Ohio so that we wouldn't have to be welcoming jerk deluxe fake hillbilly Vance to the Senate. Oof.
Yeah, what's the song? Is it That's Life? You're flying high in June. And I don't even know the rest of the line. We really didn't even get to enjoy Raphael Warnock's victory. for, And so, yeah, Lady B, you're right. That bitch. And I don't like to use that word. But sometimes it's just in the moment and in the situation. So, like I said, I suspect we'll be talking about the potential ramifications of that for a while this evening. Other things, too, of course. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you to Dave number 11 with regard to uh, Matt's challenge. Uh, Grattan Resort and Casino in Ronert Park has sold out their air supply date. I have donated the 25 bucks to cover Matt in San Francisco's grief. Hello, StubHub, right, Matt? It continues. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, Matt says, uh, on the other hand, so that challenge is met. We are down to uh, 440. Fogarty, Guy, Stills, and Watson. We're going to see the Jim Israel collection tomorrow. His band will be playing with special guests, Hall of Famers, John Fogarty, Buddy Guy, Stephen Stills, and my all-time favorite, we'll stab you if you talk smack about, Ann Wilson from Heart. Now, I love Ann Wilson. I can't wait to let loose and forget about the world for a couple of hours and just dance and sing. Here, here. I've seen Hart and Wilson over a hundred times. Wow. Just keep Billable Rick away. Uh, over a hundred times. One of my favorite summers was chasing her over eight states, meeting her after every show. I actually followed her, uh, followed Hart one summer, and then Ann Wilson solo trek the next. That's my bliss. Tomorrow's going to be great. That's what my husband has to put up with. Doesn't seem like a fair trade after sitting through Lost in Love, and I don't know why. But I do get I, I, I do get him, so small price to pay. And P.S., uh, the only thing better than seeing Ann Wilson is seeing her for free. Well, now, yeah, absolutely. I'm so, dark, I'm so doggone happy for you, Matt. And We'll try to we'll try to keep from traumatizing you with uh, air supply references for the remainder of the. By the way, <laughs> there was a modest little bit of hell to pay after the program yesterday, uh, because uh, Annette told me she, I don't just love air supply. I've seen them in concert, and so I I, uh, I apologize profu- profusely. Uh, okay, thank you. Thank you, Randy Radar, serving as the uh, Horn Ad Hoc Research Department. Flying high in April, shot down in May. That's, that, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty much the last couple of days, isn't it? Uh, and, of course, I conjured Billable Rick by mentioning him. May I introduce you to Junior Senator Kerry Lake from the great state of Arizona? Robin, by going independent, Kirsten Cinema virtually guarantees that the Democrats will lose the second Arizona Senate seat by splitting Democratic votes between her and likely Democratic nominee Ruben Gallego. Carrie Lake got about 48% of the vote in running against Governor Katie Hobbs, so all she needs is a plurality of the vote if a real Democrat, i.e. Gallego and Cinema, are also both in the race. Looks like we'll need to pick up another GOP Senate seat to keep the majority in the Senate. Cinema is a selfish bitch who is wholly owned, a wholly owned subsidiary of Big Pharma. Have I told you lately how much I hate curtsying Kirsten Cinema? Well, you have, and please feel free to continue to do so. 
because you are with you are in the good company of a hell of a lot of decent Americans down there working on the tenth level. Dig dig faster, boys. Hell, they may let they may let flush flush Flimball off for a little bit to uh, take up a take up a shovel down there. And it, my my friends, I I think I prefer the pineapple. Um, Darlene in Connecticut says, "Damn you, Robin Cassandra, or whatever you decide for your middle name." That's brilliantly. That's a brilliantly sickening point about Carrie Lake cha- challenging curtsy and cur- cutesy curtsy cinema's seat in 2024. Now there's a prime example of having to choose between the lesser of two evils. Puke emojis are, in fact, appropriate. I agree entirely, Darlene. And uh, Ralph said, "That's just what I was thinking." Carrie Lake for senator. Because um, Arizona didn't seem to cotton too much to Blake Masters. But, well now, 48% of Arizonans. There's a lot of crazy in Arizona. There's a lot of maggot in Arizona. Um... So, like I said, I have a feeling that's just going to dominate the conversation. Uh, And by the way, uh, Scary Jerry with a note. This is kind of technical. A happy tune-in report. I've geeked out rooting an Android flip phone. Tech Nirvana was finally achieved. Tech Nirvana. I I bet that hasn't been said on any radio programs in this country today. Tech Nirvana was finally achieved getting an old 2019, I think, tune-in version. Simply put, I couldn't close the phone and listen to you at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Joy, sitting at Duncan's, vaping on cotton candy flavor Nick Vape, about to order coffee and make my way to the old hollow tree. Stream on, Ms. Robin. Stream up. Stream up, Scary Jerry. So that's that's a starting place. And just a quick follow-up. Uh, I had a note from our uh, our pal Theo in the Great Northwest. Um, who, since we spent some time talking about the considerable amount of time talking about the spate, largely unreported, of attacks on power grids around the country. It uh, turns out the power substation attacks in North Carolina had scary parallels here in the Pacific Northwest. One of them, only a couple of miles from me. I wonder if uh, maybe it wasn't covered. Perhaps to keep people from freaking out. You remember when Nitwit Nero said that... Uh, well, I didn't want to tell them how bad the virus was because I didn't want people to be—I didn't want people to panic. But the bottom line is, representatives from Puget Sound Energy, the Cowlitz County Public Utility District, and Bonneville Power uh, Administration noted that the attacks took place in November, 
but the FBI wouldn't confirm an investigation. And they're not sure, according to the Seattle Times, if uh, any of the damage resulted in service disruptions. Uh, the Bonneville Power Administration, through its spokesman Douglas Johnson, said BPA is actively cooperating with the FBI on this incident and has encouraged other utilities throughout the region to increase their vigilance and report any suspicious or similar activity to law enforcement. And they didn't want to give details about what equipment was damaged. I kind of understand that because that's just a way of saying, hey, shoot at these things, you proud boy mask civil rights violating fascist terrorists but he did note Mr. Johnson did that there was a deliberate physical attack at Clackamas um, and over the Thanksgiving holiday a substation was damaged and uh, uh, equipment took damage two Puget Sound energy substations were damaged last month Again, no details. Woodland, Washington substations uh, of the Cowlitz County Public Utility District. Go ahead and tell me I'm saying I'm pronouncing it wrong, because anytime I try to pronounce anything in the great Northwest, I screw it up, but I'm doing my best. Um... Uh, and I, I just, I have a horrifying feeling that there's going to be more because that certainly is what the uh, chatter indicates because as we noted previously they appear to be rather difficult to catch in an era in which you can put a camera anywhere for any reason but if you're dealing with say Oh, uh, let's say a 30-06 with a four and a half by 14 scope on it. You can reach a, you can reach out and touch your target at a considerable distance. I mean, the muzzle velocity on those things is ridiculous. And I remember from my old bad deer hunting days. I mean, I, I, I mean, I went deer. I was not a good deer hunter. Uh, Never actually killed anything in the woods. But you can shoot ridgetop to ridgetop around here. Or a lot of guys like to hunt along, curiously enough, um, high-tension right-of-ways. And you can, a scope like that, yeah, you can, you can put the crosshairs on from a long ways out. Then again, uh, going back to Curtsy and Kirsten, then again, says Darlene in Connecticut, it might be a little fun to watch if Cutesy Curtsy wins re-election and has to deal with Crazy Carrie refusing to concede. Not that it changes things, but I would love the press hounding and browbeating Cutesy about it. Because her life seems a lot too easy. And she really is frustrating to ponder because I'm old enough, and I'm so old I can remember, you know the drill. I remember when, back during the dim and dark days of the reign of error under Dumya, I remember when Keith Olbermann 
would have her on his uh, show back when he was still with MSNBC. And she was just a state legislator from Arizona stand. And it was all hail fellow well met as she talked progressive politics and how awful the Bush, uh, the Bushies were. And, and she achieved progressive stardom almost exclusively based upon those appearances. And then she made her way to the Senate. And in fact, the, ty- the, 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 the skunk did change her stripes. And she became a center-rightist. It's also worth mentioning that, to the best of my knowledge, she was, she did, she, she was not raised from wealth. I think she had to scramble along the way. And she eventually got herself a master's degree in like social work or something. I'm not I'm not denigrating those that, that that kind of a degree because Jesus, that's hard work. But she parlayed it into a political career and she is entirely about Kirsten. And this feels a little feels a little icky for another reason. She is, at least technically, a member of the LGBTQ community. Remember? Um, She's bi. And that makes it, at least to my mind, all the worse. Oof. I know. Uh, Theo says, in regard to the the uh, attacks on the infrastructure attacks, I suspect you're right. Any attention drawn to the attacks could lead, correctly or not, back to the Proud Boys who've bedeviled Portland over the last couple of years with large rallies intended to drain law enforcement funds and resources. I want to see how much of this kind of stuff in their past comes to light when the January 6th committee publicly investigates them in the near future. Well, Theo, there, there's not going to be a January 6th committee after January 3rd because the maggots will take control. Now, could maybe the Senate investigate the Proud Boys? Well, that depends entirely upon the consent of Joe to the mansion born, and, oh, God, there she is again. Curtsy and Kirsten Cinema. <sighs> the next two years just got a lot more dicey. So, you know, we, we, we shall see. We shall see. Point taken, Matt. Um, Kirsten being by Matt in San Francisco says, Hell, 
Jeffrey Dahmer was gay. We don't claim him, as far as I'm concerned. She's maybe a couple of Dante levels down from that. True enough. God, I saw... I, I want to get this right. You mentioned Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, a friend of mine posted a, a meme that I found devastatingly funny. And I gotta see if I can find it. Because it, well, there's a Jeffrey Dahmer mention. I showed it to, uh, I showed it to Annette and she was like, oh dear, there's no one seeing that. There, yes, it's an NFL reference. Uh, the quarterback for the Cle- uh, for the uh, Cincinnati Bungles, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow looks like Macaulay Culkin playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow, and that's one of those once once seen. It cannot be unseen. Really and for truly. Oh, and uh, just in in Medias Race, I don't know if he's listening, but I just wanted to send out some good wishes to uh, our dear, and I mean that, our dear friend Scott out in San Diego. Uh, I guess he's been feeling not so great the last couple of days. Uh, So uh, whatever it is that ails you, Scott, know that this community is thinking of you, and we care about you, and we love you, okay? For reals. Uh, true that, Lee in New York reminding, uh, reminding us January 3rd, new Congress, new House. Please remember, the House cannot do anything until they elect a leader. They may be stuck at start for a while. Yeah, what, what is, uh, it's like one of, the, one of the dart games where you have to double in and double out. Can't start scoring until you get on the board. God, I hope it's I, I I I hope it's entirely too chaotic. Kevers McCarthy, man of silly putty, is a, is the sort of humanish being who is you know they they, they say that everybody you know. All matter is nothing but, but, but vibrating energy. Law of conservation of mass and energy and all that stuff. And Hindu philosophy teaches us that this is all illusion. And physics suggests that each and every one of us is comprised. We have to be. From the material 
that was present at the Big Bang. That makes us all, in a way, four and a half billion year old beings or something like that, whatever the age of the universe is. But not Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy is comprised entirely of 200-proof ambition. And all in the world he has ever wanted to be is Speaker of the House. And, well, I say this guardedly, but I sure hope he never gets his heart's desire. Because he is such a such a contemptible human being. On the one hand, when the terrorists were attacking the Capitol on January the 6th, he got on the phone, he called Nitwit Nero and said, you got to call off your dogs. This is frightening. They're running around with zip ties and and, and nooses, and they're shitting on the floor, and they're looking for Nancy Pelosi, and they're talking about they're 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 talking about hanging Mike Pence. Call them off. Done changed my BVDs three times. And then a couple of days later, he put his knee pads on and went down to Mara Lardass. And begged the forever forgiveness of uh, Julius Geezer. Billable Rick with a note. Arizona versus Florida. Robin, there's a reason that Arizona is called the second chance state. It draws the cast-offs from California who we call zoners. For some Arizonans, that state isn't crazy enough for them, so they can always escape to Florida, which is known as the Last chance state. See also God's waiting room. But I shouldn't really dump on Arizona too much since it's become a purple state in the last few election cycles, contrary to Florida, as Arizonans elected Democrats, one nominal, to its two Senate seats in 2016, 2018, and 2022 cycles. It voted for Biden in 2020 and it elected Democrats in 2022 to the statewide offices of governor and secretary of state. Nonetheless, the state is full of many wingnuts, i.e. Andy Biggs, De- and, uh, Paul Gosar, the demon dentist of the desert, which not so fondly reminds me of Orange County, California, otherwise known as Mississippi County, California. One last thought. Did you realize that Biggs was reelected to the House unopposed this year? No, but damn. What the fuck? What's... What's wrong with you, DNC? Maybe I should move to Biggs' district and challenge him in 2024. Go for it, Billable. The DNC's not exactly carrying the ball over the over the goal line now, are they? Um. Meanwhile, Rick Rick Wilson. Uh, Ralphs tells me, Rick Wilson on Twitter. Uh, said, uh, Karen Cinema, you know a Fox News gig is somewhere in her future. 
Well, Rupert does pay very, very well. And I would far prefer her in a Fox News gig than in this. You know, maybe part of this is that um, a sense of urgency might attach to Ruben Gallego's campaign. Get him the name recognition. Get out there. Start, you know, start running now. Oh, back to the cosmology. Cosmology math. Lee in New York says the solar system, about four and a half billion years old. The universe, about 14 billion years old. Signed Lee in New York City, Earth, mostly harmless. Okay, so 14 billion years old. That might explain, that might explain, explain the neck spasms and why I'm a little... I'm a little creaky in my creaky in my knuckles when I wake up in the morning. Fourteen billion years is a long time. Speaking of Fox News, uh, a little okay. This is just gossip. That's all this is. Uh, Kathy Arayu has been arrested. She used to be a regular on Fox News. Uh, they called her the liberal Sherpa. Oh, not one of ours. Well, she went to work for Fox. What do you want? Um, she got arrested in Miami today. According to law enforcement, they allege she stole more than $224,000 from her elderly mama and started getting credit cards in her name. I think she might have been hiding out in Mexico after the arrest warrant was issued last June. Really? I guess Rupert wasn't paying that well. The Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office... Wait a minute, it's Florida! This is, after all, the state that's run by... the. a corrupt kidnapper for governor. She, they, but uh, the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office said she uh, also involuntarily placed her mother in an ins- assisted living facility in an attempt to gain control over her mother's financial assets. Back in 2020, she sued Fox News over harassment claims and is apparently one of the only people ever to sue Fox News for harassment and not actually win. Uh, hey, 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 says Stephen New York, my uncle, GRHS, uh, used to take me to Bengals games when I was a kid, so I have the Bengals in my heart. Given your moniker of Bungles and given their recent success, I think their designation as Bungles is no longer applicable. Yeah, but I'm a Steeler. I'm a Steelers fan. They're forever going, because anytime I see the name of the Cincinnati football team, I hear Myron Cope on sports. And I, and, and that means I immediately hear him say, the Bungles. Can't help it. Oddly enough, last night, uh, because we got to talking about John Facenda and Clarence, uh, wrote in a note I didn't I didn't get to toward the end of the program saying I loved I loved seeing and hearing him on TV in Philly because that was where John Facenda was from 
And so I just I happened on to I know this has nothing to do with the uh, terrible and dread events of the day. It was just a little time travel. I uh, I spent an hour watching, and it was apparently somebody had somebody had like captured it off of videotape. But it was the 1978 NFL films recap of the season up to up through the playoffs, and didn't get all of it, but. Then I happened over to watch the hapless Rams versus the hapless Raiders. And it was like watching two different games. Don't know. Me, I'm a traditionalist. I feel like the I feel like the Raiders still need to be in Oakland. Yes, God rest his soul. I I, I knew what that I knew what that was, Steve. Steve's uncle, God rest his soul. That must have been a sweet time. I still will never forget. I think it was 1968. Yeah, I know it was 1968. Um, going to a Reds game with my father and his best friend and his father, his best friend's boy who was about my age. And uh, watching, watching the Reds and the Giants play at Crosley Field. The... Uh, Reds lost. Pete Rose was my hero at that point in time. But I remember I remember my, my dad's Navy buddy saying, Yeah, they got this kid coming up at catcher. Wow. And we all know who that was. So I mentioned earlier I'm the mansion whisperer. They, uh, they at CNN went to Van Jones to explain Kirsten Cinema and, by extension, Joe to the mansion born. Expertise. So joining us now to talk about that amazing interview that Jake had with Senator Cinema is CNN's Capitol Hill reporter, Melanie Zanona, and CNN political commentator, Van Jones. Thank you both for being here this morning. What she said there, Melanie, was so interesting about the aspect she said. Jake basically said, does this change the makeup of the Senate? This you know new Senate that they just got after the Georgia win on Tuesday night. She said that's kind of a decent thing to worry about, but it's a real It's question. a big deal. That's a valid question. It's a, a question a lot of us are wondering. Look, it's a little unclear at this point. I would point out there are two independents who already caucused with Democrats, Bernie Sanders and Angus King. She said uh, she didn't say whether she's going to caucus with Democrats, but she, she did say she's going to keep her committee assignments. She's going to vote the same way. She's not going to caucus with Republicans. So if that promise holds... Democrats are still going to have controls over the committees, right? And that was one of the big deals about when they finally got the 51 Senate versus the split Senate, that they would have control over committees. So theoretically, that won't change. But when it comes to the floor, 
Democrats aren't going to have necessarily the neat and tidy 51-49 that they perhaps anticipated. This potentially gives Joe Manchin outsized influence once again. Uh, and so the question here is whether, Duh. A, cinema is going to feel even more emboldened to vote freely, and B, does Joe Manchin also follow suit? I was just wondering, what do you think? Does he well, he's also up in cycle in 24. Yeah. He has said repeatedly that he's not going to become a Republican, uh, but it could put some pressure on him to do the same. However, I think because this takes some of the pressure off of Cinema to do this, she has a little breathing room now, um, it might make it harder for Joe Manchin to do that. Van Jones, um, I wonder what you make of this. Well, um, you know, it, it, it's a, it could be a, a difference without a, a decision without a difference. There's three questions you got to ask. Who is she going to caucus with? Uh, who is she going to support in leadership? And who is she going to vote with? If those three things don't change, then the structure of, of, the, of the Senate doesn't change that much. Um, so we've got to figure out what that's going to be. But here's the thing. The other independents, you have an understanding about who they are and, and what they're about. She's less of an independent, more of an enigma. The, the challenge I think that Democrats had with her was that in the middle of the biggest negotiations for the most important parts of Biden's agenda, you just didn't know what she actually wanted. You know what she didn't want? And she would sort of do this thing, and it was just a, a, a confounding political presence. And I don't think that that actually is what uh, people in Arizona are looking for, or anybody's looking for. Uh, the reason that uh, you have someone like Bernie Sanders as an independent, he has a consistent worldview uh, that doesn't quite fit, and he can tell you what that is. With, with Kristen, you just never knew, what do you want? You say you're representing Arizonans. Well, which ones and what do they want? And it was just confounding. So in some ways, it's more, it's more truth than advertising uh, when she says she's not a Democrat. Uh, but I think that she evolves. It'd just be helpful for us to know what do you actually stand for and what do you stand against besides just sort of being a contrarian uh, that uh, you know, basically gums up the, the Democratic Party's uh, processes. Van, I want to uh, get your reaction and Melanie jump in too. Let's just play what Senator... Um, Tom Cotton just said about this. Here he was. Well, it's a reflection on the Democratic Party and just how extreme and left-wing it's become in recent years. They've essentially uh, <laughs> drummed Kirsten Sinema out of their party. Look, we don't agree on many issues, but I I've told her over the last few years that if she wanted to dip a toe in the Republican Party's pool, we'd be happy to <laughs> have her jump in with us as well. A lot of Republican love for uh Kirsten Cinema this morning. I mean, Van, you're shaking your heads, but it was just a few months ago that Mitch McConnell called her the most effective first-term senator I've seen in my entire time in the Senate. Look, when you're getting praised by uh, Tom Cotton, who is, um, you know, horrible on uh, LGBTQ rights, horrible on basic justice issues, horrible on every issue, I don't think that's great uh, for uh, people in Arizona to hear uh, her being praised in that way. Look, I think that, uh, you know, fundamentally what you're going to see now, you know, Ruben Gallegos, uh, is going to almost certainly now challenge her uh, for that Senate seat. Uh, there's been a lot of pressure on him, a, a, a younger a progressive uh, Latino in her state. I think he probably steps up. you got to watch what he does. I agree. Uh, this puts Manchin in a very interesting position. What everybody's worried about is that 2024 calendar where you got a lot of vulnerable Democrats. And in some ways, this can seem like it's above partisanship, et cetera, et cetera. It also uh, could be her reading some tea leaves in her home state. Um, again, I would, I agree with her. Uh, these parties are difficult to navigate. Uh, but I would have more confidence that she, she means what she says if she were consistent in what her uh, actual values are, what her priorities are. Uh, she's not an independent. She's an enigma. 
And that is very, very different. And so I think uh, watch Ruben Gallego going forward, uh, watch Joe Manchin going forward. But if she, if she caucuses with Democrats, supports Democratic uh, leadership, and continues to mainly vote with Democrats, it doesn't change Joe Biden's hand as much as you might think. Yeah, and that's what we're hearing from the White House, is they're saying, look at all the times that she has voted with us. Melanie, you know, what Van says there about Ruben Gallego is so important because he had said he would primary her. But yeah. now this basically, I guess the question is, could she have won? if she does run for re-election as a Democrat in that we primary. We answered that. Yeah, I think that was part of her calculation, right? This would have been an ugly primary. She's facing a ton of pressure from the progressive wing. I think Ruben Gallego would have challenged her. So now this immediately eliminates that threat. Whether she can make it as an independent in Arizona, we're kind of in uncharted territory here. But there are more registered independents in Arizona than there were before. There were a lot of split t split ticket voters uh, in the last election. Um, and for Sinema, this makes sense practically. She has always had an independent streak. I think she likes being called an enigma to Van's uh, branding there. She probably relishes in that. She likes the praise for Mitch McConnell. Um, and a lot of people don't remember, but she actually got her political start running in the, as a member of the Green Party. So it makes sense politically for her, and I think it makes sense practically as well. Oof. The Green Party. Jill Effenstein. Um, Can Jones, Steve notes, uh, he goes to a diner near my church. It's really weird, but he looks exactly in person as he does on TV. Not shorter in person or anything? Yeah. No? No? But they didn't, you know, CNN didn't say the obvious that we've already brought to the, brought to the table here. Polling indicated she was going to get absolutely slaughtered in the Democratic primary uh, by Ruben Gallego. Uh, Steve also noting Van Jones, the new Chris Saliza. Chris Saliza got bounced from CNN recently. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Captain Obvious... of uh, American politics. So we are at the top of the hour. We could actually have a community-made miracle for Friday on the front porch with only $440. Been a long time since we've seen anything like that. If, um, if if we if we did that, um, well, we'd be pretty much guaranteed to be end of January. So the PayPal button's over at HeadOn.Live for anybody who'd like to help, and your help is tremendously appreciated. Uh, let me uh, type the message in here. I think we should go ahead and go, oh, it, it, yeah, right on time. Go over the river and across, uh, through the woods to the old holler tree. Because I got a fe I got a feeling people are absolutely chomping at the bit. At least I hope you are. Because uh, this is just this is one of those days.
let's see. Hey, Roger, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, I'm just shutting down your head-on.live feed and playing with the mouse, and I think I'm good to go. Okay, good deal, good deal. How's your day been? Uh, <clears throat> minimally nice. You know, it's kind of shitty weather and Same. that kind of thing. And I put the, the hard top on the little car. Hopefully tomorrow we're going to take it out for a little run with some other little British cars. And oh, how fun. Hopefully have a nice day. Yeah, and and maybe you know not too not too wet on the road. That'd be nice. Yeah, well, if it's pouring down rain, we'll take the other car. But if it's half-ass nice, we'll we'll meet up at nine nine-ish in the morning and uh, head up the road to a, an Amish bakery that has all kinds of really good nice goodies that they oh make, yummy uh, along with some other things. And uh, my wife decided she wanted to go up and. She's gotten tired of kind of baking the Christmas cookies, so she wants to go buy some. So we're going to hit up the Amish church to – well, it's, it's a bakery adjacent to the church and house and all that. And they they make absolutely fantastic baked goodies. Any fried pies? Uh, I'm not sure about fried pies, but uh, I don't know. She goes in and buys a whole bunch of crap, and I put it in the car and we drive home. And then I eat it. Sounds nice. Yeah, we've got uh, 49 degrees right now here, and I don't think we're going to see the sun again, God, until uh, we may see it once briefly on Tuesday, and then it just gets progressively worse. <laughs> it's a grim time of year. I mean, I know, holiday season and yeah. everything, but... Gets dark early and stays dark late. I don't know. I hell, I'm starting to sleep in till damn near nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we've been we've been uh, staying up late watching movies and stuff, and just well. But then again, I was up at five o'clock in the morning finding out that yeah. What what time did I send out that tweet? Because I tweeted it immediately. Um, yeah. Well, that clip you just played. Um, talking about her continuing to caucus with the Democrats and, and that kind of thing, um, should still allow for the majority of the committee to be Democrat instead of right. As long uh, as as long as she caucuses with the Democrats, the committee the committees will be Democratic majority committees. Yeah, and particularly the judiciary. Yeah, that makes a lot of difference, and that means that. To the extent that maybe the January 6th committee has to knock off, as long as Curtsy and Kirsten and Queen Joe uh, give their permission, then maybe maybe continued investigation of the terrorist attack can go forward. Well, I've become real curious on the, the January 6th committee sending out the the referrals. I believe there are going to be five referrals over to the Department of Justice and uh, reporting theoretically everything they've gotten so far and submit it out to the public and, and their final conclusions. I believe December 19th is the day. Yeah, I think that, yeah, uh, I think I saw somewhere that that's their drop dead date. Yeah. 
And then the other one is that they keep the media keeps going on classified documents. I don't give a shit whether they're classified or not. He stole government paperwork. And it, government property. Public paperwork. Yeah. He took government property and it doesn't matter that they're classified or not. So I hope the January 6th committee uh, pulls on that a little bit. Well, it is interesting in that light, since you're talking about the, uh, the documents. Uh, the DOJ went into court, and at least for the time being, um, the federal judge hearing the case has refused a request from the DOJ to hold Nitwit Nero and his uh, his pettifoggers in contempt. They actually asked for a rule to show cause. Because the pettifoggers well, still haven't appointed a custodian who can be put under oath to say that Nitwit Nero has, in fact, returned all the classified documents. And I get your point relative to classified or not. But with regard to classified documents, and uh, they they still they still haven't done what they were mandated by court order to do. Well, where does that put the one attorney who signed that they had turned over everything? Uh, that du- that dude um, that dude's in a world of hurt. But it doesn't. But it. But it. But it doesn't. It. But it doesn't affect things in real time now. I mean, that's his own separate hell. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, then why aren't we hearing about the hell that he's? He. I thought it was a she. Uh, being put through for filing that false claim. Why hasn't that come into a court? Because it may not have happened yet. A. Or B. Um, if it's a matter of bar disciplinary action, that stuff doesn't usually happen out in broad daylight. Okay, so there may be bar disciplinary problem, blah, 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 blah. But the fact is that person filed a false document with the Department of Justice. Agreed. And there should be a criminal charge associated and it should be a very easy case to make well apparently it is fairly simple to make it to the extent that anything is simple in the federal under the federal system and that's why in the instant case the pettifoggers still haven't appointed somebody to do the certification because who at this point in time they've learned that much anybody who signs off is almost immediately going to be under a microscope and, and you know, taking what, – what was the phrase Roger Stone used? Uh, having their time in the barrel. Well, I understand that uh, that's why there's the reluctance now for anybody working for Trump to make that statement because he has clearly shown that he will lie to his attorneys. No problem with that. But – I guess my frustration is with the delay, delay, delay. You have a case where an attorney took that on, signed the statement, submitted it. They got a search warrant. 
they found more documents. That attorney clearly lied. That attorney clearly has violated the law because they submitted a false document. I mean, it, it would be like me getting pulled over for a driving without a license or driving under the influence. They, they put me in the police car and I puke my guts out and they take a sample of it and it's 16% alcohol or whatever the hell the number is. And I go to court and the only thing I can argue is they didn't read me my rights at the, at the right time or something other than that. But the fact that I was drunk or the fact that I was driving on a suspended license is there and I pay the price, whatever the price may be, whether it's days in jail or, or a huge fine or whatever. Um, and it doesn't take forever for the DA to file the charges and hand them to the court. And the court says, come in on February 5th and you'll get sentenced kind of a number. And, and it would seem to me that this drag, 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 drag um, is, is in such error that that attorney should have already been hauled in. Oh God, I got to go get rid of brain. Um, Thank you. And, Move, move the, move the ball. Uh, now it's giving me something's wrong. Um, anyhow, move on around, and I'll play the, play the game in the other chat. Okay, and uh, something, something else to bear in mind, to the extent that whatever, uh, whatever that false signage was on uh, that false signature was on that document, it could be a felony. And no one may be charged with a felony under the Constitution except by indictment or information. And the only way you can charge somebody by information is if they consent to it. And the only way anybody ever consents to it is if they are about to, if they've already entered a you know come come to a plea deal. So there may be a uh, there may be there may be a backlog. I mean, the grand that grand jury's kind of busy. Depending on depending on which grand jury we're talking about, so it could be a matter of get of the grand jury having to act first. Uh, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Uh, by the way, Stephen New York says certification signed. It's small peanuts. There's no reason to spend time on it because it's really not consequential in the grand scheme of things. But like you, Roger, I don't want anybody walking on this. Nobody. This was the most single, single most corrupt uh, presidency that has uh, ever, ever darkened the White House, and every single individual in it needs to burn, figuratively speaking, Agent Fred. So, for what it's worth, by the way, uh, in, the, in, in regard to Van Jones, uh, Ron and Raleigh says, Van is one feckless fuck. Any so-called Democrat that calls the Democratic Party the Democrat Party needs to get the fuck out. Have you noticed how many Democrats have taken to using that filthy appellation? Unfortunately, I have. And hell, uh, it's, I mean, even, even down here to the local level, the number of people who refer to the Democratic Party as the Democrat Party, I mean, that, that, that piece of messaging really, really worked. So it's less than inspiring. 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Theo. Theo sent me a message saying, hmm, you're right again. Damn it. I know. Some, sometimes sometimes uh, being right uh, isn't exactly a good time. Bums me out. Oh, and there's there's another story out there. Uh, y'all, uh, if, we, if we're gonna if we're gonna have a rollicking Friday on the front porch, we're gonna need some people to rollick. It's uh, there's a lot of room on the front porch this evening if you want to jump into the conversation. Uh, I did see that uh, I did see that Kevin has joined us. Kevin, are you there? Okay, because Roger said he's going to have to step away for a little bit. That's cool. No, uh, there was a story yesterday. The the uh, House Judiciary Committee had a hearing yesterday, and I wanted to get to it, but I figured that today, Friday, being you know our front porch discussion, it would still be relevant, and of course it is. Uh, a little bit of, a little bit, of, a little bit of fire in this hearing because the hearing was specifically in regard to the question of whether or not Sammy Badbreath or Alito is a nasty little leaker. We talked about this on the program within the last couple of weeks. Bombshell New York Times story. Uh, with a witness claiming that Sammy and or his wife, I, I remember when she said, I remember his confirmation hearings when uh, she sat behind him wearing a suit that looked like the upholstery from a 1958 Edsel. And she wept great big alligator tears when people talked about uh, what a horrible and unfit human being Sammy Badbreath was for the Supreme Court. And, you, you, and, and then suddenly all anybody was talking about was um, Mrs. Weepy Alito. Kind of reminds me of Vicki Hartzler in the House of Representing, bawling over the fact that uh, people who loved each other differently from how she wanted them to uh, were, were going to have their marriages at least nominally protected. But the Democrats yesterday called a witness one Reverend Robert Shank. And he testified about a, a, a about a a dodge that he ran, in which he infiltrated uh, conservative justices with wealthy social conservatives, who would make friends with them and then sort of work them behind the scene. Speaking to the House Judiciary Committee, 
Reverend Shank, testified, the operation's overall goals were to gain insights into the conservative justices' thinking and to shore up their resolve to render solid, unapologetic opinions, particularly against abortion. I called this our ministry of emboldenment. Uh, People like Andy Biggs and Jim Jacketoff Jordan on the committee uh, sat there despising Reverend Shank. And the case that this centers on, at least initially, is the Hobby Lobby case. And it was back in 2014 that Reverend Shank said that he was told um, by someone that he insinuated into the company of Sammy Bad Breath and Mrs. Bad Breath Well, they told Schenck what the outcome of the Hobby Lobby decision was going to be a couple of weeks before the decision was even rendered. I'm willing to believe it. It certainly works within the frame, uh, within the frame of my confirmation bias. And it leads one to wonder, of course, as I've noted before, about just who leaked the Dobbs decision. And here on this program, in this community, we've said all along that the leading contender for leaker there is one of the people that, of course, old balls and strikes Chief Justice Roberts can't touch. He can compel testimony and and he can search Uh, devices and whatnot of anybody who works there in the Supreme Court building except the justices themselves. Chairman Jerry Nadler uh, discussing this particular leak uh, said that the, 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 the whole thing cries out for Congress to impose a binding code of ethics upon the Supreme Court because none such exists. And I will reiterate that all nine members of the court are literally laws unto themselves. You remember when fat dead Tony Scalia went duck hunting with his pal uh, Darth Cheney? You know, Dick Cheney before he dicks you. I said, of course this is not a violation of judicial ethics. I am a very ethical kind of guy. And I would never, ever talk about a case with my dear friend, Dick Cheney, whilst we were out hunting of ducks. Sure. And, of course, he took that secret to his grave. Jerry Nadler noted along the way, Supreme Court justices cannot self-police their own ethics, and we shouldn't expect them to. 
Meanwhile, Reverend Schenck pointed out, there were clear rules in place limiting the way one could interact with the representative branches, and none of that applied at the Supreme Court. We knew that there was a great deal of liberty and latitude there and made our operation at the judicial branch at that level much easier. Now, meantime, you know, the, the, the minority gets to call a witness, too, and they called a uh, former clerk for Clarence Pubes on the Coke Can Fappy Thomas And the guy who used to clerk for Fappy just happens to coincidentally represent Ginsurrectionist Thomas, Fappy's wife. And uh, 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 that dude, Mark Pauletta, said, Oh, Reverend Schenck is a con man. Well, I mean, he's a preacher. What do you want? And you can't trust him. Because he said he lied at times during uh, uh, his lobbying. Pauletta, getting, uh, you know, methinks he doth protest too much, got all, you know, got all bent out of shape. Shank's entire project was a grift and had zero impact on any justice, Pauletta said, absolutely unable to say such a thing as a matter of fact and engaging in the purest and most rank of speculation. Uh, it's absurd to think that a, a noble and honest man like Fappy uh, Pubes on the Coke Can Fappy Thomas or Sammy Bad Breath would uh, would succumb to pressure to be more conservative on abortion rights. Well, it's not necessarily that there would be. This was a pipeline for information because if you know two weeks in advance what the decision's going to be, that makes your fundraising even more effective oh but well that old that old that old saying that uh, among lawyers when you've got the law you pound on the law when you've got the facts you pound on the facts and when you don't have either one you pound on the table um Pauletta said you're smearing the court and encouraging the public to question the court and its rulings this political assault on the court is a dangerous game you know it's a dangerous game Reducing more than half of the population of this country to second-class citizens. That's a dangerous game. And it ain't a game. It's life. Of course, nobody showed up from the Supreme Court. They're above it all. The House Judiciary Committee had, in fact, asked time again and again them to send a witness, but no, they, they declined to do so. Gail Wright got the information from Sammy and Mrs. Bad Breath after a dinner that she and her husband had at the Bad Breath home in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, Gail Wright said, no, did not neither. But here's the interesting part. I mean, I find it all interesting. You know what I mean. Uh, Pounding on the table in their own right, Andy Biggs, he got mentioned earlier, he's the maggot from Arizona, 
<laughs> you held zero hearings on the leaked Dobbs decision. And backing him up, Jim Jacketoff Jordan said, Not one hearing about the real leak, but here we are having a hearing on the fake leak. God, I hope that complaint comes back to bite them squarely in the ass. That would be a beautiful thing, would it not? Because I still say that logic dictates that either Sammy or Fappy Thomas were the leaker. And the greater likelihood is with Sammy Badbreath, because it was, after all, his opinion. Oh, and the goddess of irony uh, sent us a little goodie the other day. Wednesday, a maggot in Florida was let out on uh, bond because, of course, white guy, Republican, Florida. Uh, Florida State Representative Joe Harding was indicted by a federal grand jury on six counts because he apparently, he allegedly scammed $150,000 in pandemic small business loans and used the names of two dormant companies to do so. Between December 1, 2020 and March 1, 2021, representing Joe Harding, a good God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evangelical, fundamentalist, amosexual Christian, uh, used the dormant companies to process applications for loans on the SBA Economic Injury Disaster Loan application and then used false bank statements to support the, uh, the claim. The two businesses, well, one was called the Vac Shack. They sold discounted vacuum sealer bags. And then there was Harding Farms. 46 acres of horse and cattle. And neither of them had been active in Florida from May 2017 to December 2020. They were just sitting there. But they came in awfully handy. So, representing Joe Harding went out and got him a couple of new bank accounts. And filed paperwork with the Florida... Department of State to reinstate the companies so that it would look like they were actually something more than the dodgy shells they were. His paperwork said that 12 months prior to January 30, 31st, 2020, the VAC shack pulled in $420,874 $420, in revenue. And then, uh, well, upon being indicted, Joe Harding resigned. But he said, I want the public and my constituents to know that I fully repaid the loan and cooperated with investigators as requested. 
So he's looking at two counts of wire fraud, two counts of engaging in monetary transactions um, because he transferred the money, and two counts of making false statements to the uh, Small Business Administration. Out of those six counts, he's looking at a maximum total of 35 years in the federal stir. Once again, protect the money, manage the morons, and punish the mean ones. He won't get anywhere near 35 years. Probably won't spend a year. He sat, interestingly enough, on the Florida House Judiciary Committee. He's set to go to trial on January the first or January the eleventh, rather, in Gainesville, Florida. Hmm. About that. But it's uh Still good news. Oh, oh and uh, while we're at it, this guy's kind of the father of the don't say gay bill. Hmm? God, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. From the other end of the legal spectrum, this is pretty disgusting. And Lord, this goes back years. You remember when uh, former Michigan Governor Rick Snyder got indicted for uh, his involvement in the Flint water disaster, in which primarily children of color were lead poisoned by virtue or as a result of decisions that he made? He's the one who insisted that there be managers appointed to run Flint city government. Prior to 2014, uh, Flint had gotten its drinking water from Lake Huron. But Rick Snyder and his managers thought it would be a, it would save him some money if they just pulled the water out of the Flint River instead. And because the water in the river was corrosive, lead leached out of the pipes, and thousands upon thousands of children were lead poisoned, and there was an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease. So eventually he was charged with two whole misdemeanors. Oh, I say all that because today <sighs> Genesee Circuit Judge F. K. K. A. Y. Bame B. E. H. M. tossed out the charges against Rick Snyder and gave a big middle finger to all those poisoned children in Flint.
And there will be no consequences for just about anybody who poisoned those children. Nick Lyon, former director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, Eden Wells, state's chief medical executive, they were both charged with involuntary manslaughter uh, a couple of months ago, October. A judge threw out the indictments against seven of those literally toxic people on the notion that there had been a procedural error. That's the kind of thing that just sort of sickens you right in your gut. Man. Hey, um, just curious. Uh, anybody? Uh, anybody? Is there any? Is there anybody in the around the extraordinary ordinary roundtable? Hey, can you hear me, Robin? Yeah, I hear you, Kevin. My microphone was muted on my phone. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm driving home from work. Oh, it's okay. I'm but, here. Uh, you know, I just heard all that, and yeah, it just makes my blood boil. That uh, that that guy's getting off like that. I'm sure that has there been like civil suits filed. Uh, there's been a settlement of sorts. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. I had I, I had the details. Let me reopen the story. No. Uh, eventually, uh, well, a federal judge signed off on a partial settlement for victims of the contamination to the tune of $626 million. Most of the money yeah. was uh, most of the money was uh, was directed to be paid to the poisoned children. I mean, he knew what he was doing, and that that whole, you know, Snyder, everybody else that was in on it, knew what they were doing, let's face it. I mean, name, name a, you know, a, a medium to major river in the United States that's not contaminated to some degree as far as drinking water. I mean, nobody drinks out of any rivers. I mean, maybe out west or something like that, but, you know, or a mountain or something, but, right, you know. But, you know, uh, 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 tens of thousands of little black kids, uh, they're not worth the added cost of bringing clean water out of Lake Huron. You know, the, the thing that we have to get down to, all the way down to the ground on here is that this is what we talk about. This is what we mean when we talk about environmental racism. Yep. If that was, oh, I don't know, uh, Gross Point Farms in Michigan. Right. They would never have pumped Flint River, uh, the top, you know, dirty river water through those pipes. Those are, those are wealthy, mostly white people. Damn it. Right. You know, it surprises me. I'm just a little somebody. A lot, you know, before they wound up doing it, had to like know that they were planning on doing that and like hey can't do that you know and just like some i don't know some somebody out there had to know something some worker like this water's no good i don't care how you treat it how, what kind of filters you put in what kind of charcoal filter, whatever you know culligan waterman nothing it ain't gonna matter 
it's shit water, you know? Somebody had to know something. I mean, I don't well, know. And, and, some, and, some, and, some, and somebody's did, Kevin, but here's the problem. Back then, there was deemed to be a financial crisis in Michigan, and Rick Snyder created, out of whole cloth, this idea of gubernatorially mandated managers who would supersede city and county government. And That's so it just slang for. Go ahead. No, yeah. Who who would then say you know it doesn't matter we're doing this anyway. Yeah. And so the river water was filthy enough that it was corrosive, and the corrosive water caused the lead to leach out of the pipes and and you know that's an entirely separate issue why anywhere in america is there a single pipe still carrying uh why why is there still a, a single lead pipe carrying water i mean if i'm a if i'm a worker or a manager at the department of public works or whatever was responsible for setting this up diverting the water from lake huron to the Flint River, you know, go behind the guy's back, go to the feds. I don't know. Find somebody that's going to, I don't know. Maybe I guess they're all worried about their jobs or something like that effect. I don't know. But it's just amazing. It's just amazing that you would pull off coming out of the lake and all of a sudden, no, we're going to do this nasty river. And it just went right along with it. Like, and I was just surprised that, like, area colleges, you know, like water testing, you know, universities, you know, because a lot of times, you know, they're involved with, 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 with the environment, you know, like UMass up here, they, you know, have soil testing, water testing, and somebody would have just said, "Hey, you can't do that." Like enough of enough of them would have like all jumped up and said, "Hey, you know, you got this thing out of whole cloth. Do it somewhere else. Do it with some other kind of industry." Not, not drinking water. You want to do it with, uh, you know, whatever, school lunches or, you know, it's it's terrorism almost. One step sort of terrorism. Well, it's, it, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's gross negligence. It's willful, wanton, and reckless. It rises yeah. to the level of what uh, we call deliberate intent. Yeah. You, you, know, had, you, 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 you yeah. had to have known how bad this was going to be, and that means you, pre you pretty much did it on purpose. Yeah, right, they did. Well, changing gears, uh, the cinema thing, are you surprised? No. <laughs> well, like I said, you know? I pre I pre sometime in the last four weeks, I predicted this possibility. Yeah, that just goes to show how much we needed to get that third seat. And you know that Mandela Barnes race was winnable, and I, I'm not sure they did the right, did their homework there in that, on that race. You know, it, it, that was a pretty close race, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fairly well, close. I mean, Mandela Barnes was up at one point, but there was a massive ad campaign that used everything but the N word. I know. I I, I heard uh, the yeah. But the I, one, I and, but but the one that really gall, galls my gut. And and it's not because he was some sort of uh, you know a future member of the most progressive Democratic senators, but Tim Ryan could have won. 
Yeah, I was amazed how much he got beat by. He lost by like five points, right, or something, right? Yeah, five percent. Yeah, yeah, because because he got like, hung out to dry. Right. This guy. I'm like, this guy is the real deal. That picture on the train, or excuse me, what was it, the train or the bus with his daughter? Yeah. He goes left it all on the field. You know that picture. Yeah. Like what? What a picture! What a picture that was. You know, and. Ah, uh, I mean, this guy. This guy should be senator. I mean, he's 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 the real deal, you know. And yeah. And instead, for six years, we're gonna we're, for six years we're gonna have to listen to uh, jerk deluxe fake hillbilly grunting and hooting and burbling and groaning uh, about how America has to live. You know, poor people, people absolutely living on the edge need to pick themselves up by their own bootstraps the way he did. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Well, I, just, I just pulled in. I got to I got to get out of my car and head upstairs. I'll I'll catch I'll catch up with you later in the show and uh Okay, say hi to Tracy for us and my god, that woman can make a pizza. Oh, yeah, right? It was she's she's getting really she really knows how to make one. Uh Made a boiled dinner tonight, I believe. Oh, uh, yummy. I got a corned beef that was in the freezer, I noticed, and just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll snap some pictures. Sounds good. All right, catch up when you All can. Right, I'll, I'll catch up with you later in the show tonight. All right, thanks, Kevin. All right, bye. Night. Hey, Steve, I see you're in the group. Me? Yeah, you. Hey, you know what? I was listening to the, the stuff about uh, Flint, <clears throat> and I think we need to make sure that we uh, disperse our anger around. And I understand being angry at the courts and the judge, but I suspect we probably should uh, re reserve our fair ire for the uh, legislature, because I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of immunity for the governor, et cetera, um, in that case. Well, I mean, Rick Snyder was the governor. No, that's what I mean. He got the some... he got the whole ball rolling with his with his dodgy managers program. No, I understand, but I suspect that the legislature put in a an immunity provision in any law um, that forced the court to do what it did. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. By the way, soccer's not a sport. Okay. I knew you were going to go there. Oh, my God. People are going to get so mad. And let them get mad. No fucking sport determines its champion on penalty kicks. No. Well, remember, but but, you know, the NFL used to have the Overtime, where you know, one, didn't matter if the other side got the ball or not, one field goal and you're done. Yeah, and they got rid of that. Took a while. They, but even so, they still had to play for it. I, I look. I freely admit I am biased against that soccer, and I just I would much rather watch paint dry. Um. Anyway. Um, where is everybody tonight? 
I don't know. Christmas parties, maybe? Well, apparently Sparky is uh, gallivanting around the California coal comp- uh, gold comp- country. Uh, and rumor has it that he's not by himself. Well, that's good. So yeah, he's hanging out with an SLF. Sparky met a nice woman, uh, uh, his own age, and he's visiting her. Yeah, he's, he's hanging out with an SLF. Days now. now, as to the soccer games today, they were both incredibly good games, and nobody who likes soccer really likes the penalty kicks. And I agree it's kind of a screwy way to end a game. But you got to realize they played two 45-minute halves. They were tied. And then they go into a second 30-minute period divided into two 15-minute halves. And? And if they're still tied at the end of that, then they go to the penalty kicks. And? Which is a lousy way to end a game. But the games were fantastic. If that game had gone, the, the second game with Argentina had gone longer, I would not have been in here to uh, try and take care of brain or something else. I would have been glued to the TV to watch the end of the game. Unfortunately, Argentina had that game won until the last 10 minutes, and then they fell apart. And they fell apart because the uh, opposing team put in some really big muscle and Someone took got forwards. And Argentine had already used all their substitutions, so they couldn't bring height into their defense at the very end. And it was a brilliantly played and coached, masterminded game. And so some people don't like basketball, some people don't like football, and some people don't like soccer. But, hey, each to their own. I mean, soccer is the most popular sport in the world. I don't I, – I just don't think it's a sport. No, I don't think well, you – we can I don't, argue I don't think, about I, whether I, I, golf's a sport either. I don't think you get a vote in that, Steve. Well, I, I, that's fine. But in the in the Steve universe, in Stevie Land, I get to say that there's only two there's only one and a half sports in the world. Hockey's one. Yep, and and rugby gets close. Baseball is not a sport. I like baseball. It's not a sport. Soccer is just a a game for a bunch of uh, 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 people to run around and look at each other and yeah and, and oh oh and I might get a yellow card or I might get a red card ooh 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 and I got a hangnail and that's a penalty basketball is not a sport I'm not saying I don't like some of these things, but, you know, checkers is not a sport, but I like to play checkers. I'd much rather watch paint dry than watch that, than watch soccer. And just because the majority, then just because the majority of the world likes it, 
doesn't mean shit. Majority of the world thought the world, the Earth was flat at one point. That don't watch it. If you don't want to get gay married, don't get gay married. If you want to get heterosexual married, get heterosexual married. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. I'm just saying. No I, I, I'm just saying, it's not a sport. But no sense putting other people down about it. I'm not putting anybody down. I'm saying it's not a sport. And any any game that determines a champion based on freaking penalty kicks? What, are you kidding me? You keep going until someone scores. That's what a real sport does. Well, you've forgotten about the 120 minutes that they played to a tie. I don't care, Roger. Prior to it. Easy, Hockey, Steve. Hockey. Breathe, buddy. No, I know. Hockey goes until someone scores. Whether it's whether it's two overtimes, three overtimes, four overtimes, five overtimes. Yeah, in baseball, you play until somebody wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe instead, maybe instead of penalty kicks, uh, you could have like judges at a table, and 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 the teams could be judged uh, on like style points, like in, gym, in gymnastics, and 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 you know, uh, what? Um, I think they should. I think ice the way figure skating. I was just saying the way that the way I mean it would be it would be more athletic right than it is right now if they determined who won by who has the better looking uniforms. There have been some great uniforms. Great uniforms. I mean, I like the Brazilian uniforms, and I'm actually partial because my partner's from Brazil. But and Brazil got their. I like the, I like the, I like the I like the blue and white vertical stripes of Argentina. Vertical stripes can be very slimming. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I had a really sexist thought go through my mind, and I won't say it. Oh, why not? I'm gonna say it's spoken like a true woman. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I judge automobiles based on color now. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course, I, I feel the same way about languages. Like there's certain languages I can't listen to. <clears throat> Um, but I'm biased. I, I admit it. I'm biased. But what stuck, what stinks about someone like me is that my biases are, are correct. They're not just biases. Okay, I'm going to shut up because I have a feeling I'm stifling debates or stifling discussions. Well, uh, well, speaking speaking of biases, I had a thought that came to me that had to do with this idea. Uh, the Jews will not replace us. Yeah, Whole Charlottesville, August 17th. All the rest of that. Yeah, yeah, and all that stuff that's going on. And it occurred to me that this is these are coming from the very right-wing, racist, hardcore, MAGA-type folk. And I was wondering why. And I don't know whether this is true or not, but it came to mind that they've already agreed that they can uh, discriminate against people of darker skin color, whether they be our historic blacks or whether they be the Latin Americans or whether they be the indigenous peoples of the United States. Anybody whose skin isn't lily white, we all agree that we can discriminate, and I'm speaking as a, as a maggot-type person. But the problem with the Jews 
is that they've got white skins just like we do. And so now we need to make sure that in order to add them into the pile of people that we discriminate against, we need to point them out to be able to other them the way we naturally other the other people. And I'm just, I, I just kind of wonder if this isn't more of just putting the lily white Northern European, although the Ashkenazi Jews are very white European, um, and, and trying to get them, in other words, reduce the number of us pure lily white people by getting them othered. And so we can get more of the capitalist pie into our own pocket. Did I make any sense at all with that? But the Jews killed Jesus. Stop that. I'm saying, but that's... I'm, no, that's, that's, no, I get it. That's how they think. That's how they think. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's, 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 yeah. Like, it's, it's like when the handmaid uh, in the uh, 303 Designs case said, you know, a Christian group or Catholics. It's in that same family because, like I said, when it happened, the Southern Baptists and the Church of Christers were going, see, we've been telling you all along, she even says so. And by the way, we are approaching the 7 o'clock hour, uh, at least in the, in, in, well, okay, we're approaching the third hour of the program. Uh, and we got $440 to go for a community-made miracle. And we've had a lot of miracles this week. And that's why we're as close to actually being fully funded as we are. As it stands, uh, the only thing unfunded is today and um, $160 of yesterday. That's amazing. We haven't seen that in a while. Uh, but if we, can, if we can knock it down further, I'll breathe a little easier. Uh, because I'm not breathing easy at all right now. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, let me check the mail real quick. Um, let's see. Uh, Theo. <laughs> hey, Theo. Uh, Robin, you mentioned Jim Jacketoff, Jordan, and Leek multiple times in close proximity. And now I've got a deliciously vulgar image in my naughty little head, which I know won't go away soon. Well, this is a full-service radio program, Theo, and we are always happy to help. Uh, Dave and the Blind with a Today in History for us. Today is the anniversary of the founding of the John Birch Society. Just think about it. No John Birch Society, no John Birch Society report. Um, the Koch brothers and the Uline people would have been using their money somewhere else. And there would have been no tea, there would have been no tea party without the John Birch Society. <sighs> well, down that rabbit hole we go. Uh, Dave says, I apologize on behalf of the entire city of Indianapolis where it was founded. Uh, P.S. Fuck that idiot senator from Arizona, and by that I mean that woman who can't seem to do anything properly. Mark my words, folks, she's going to become a Green Party fuckhead again. Or, God, for, God forbid, a Republican. Thank God I'm an atheist. Your buddy Dave in the blind. Green Party. Jill F. And Stein. That's all I think. Every time somebody says Green Party, that's all I think is Jill F. And Stein. Um... Uh, 
Meanwhile, our buddy John in Central PA says, uh, Elon Musk, Matt Taibbi, and Barry Weiss are stoking a civil war in the U.S. They're waging a campaign against Biden by using Twitter to sow further doubt about Biden's win and the election of 2020. Napoleon Bonaparte should never have been allowed to buy Twitter. What a calamity. What a calamity. Well, yeah, Matt Taibbi decided to jump into bed with Napoleon Bonaparte. And then there's Barry Weiss, and, you know, she's just a little white supremacist fangirl, which is just so weird because she's Jewish. But then again, there were capos and there were Sonder commandos, and well, there you are. Uh, Ron and Raleigh, Jackson, Mississippi. It seems that poisoning black children is a pastime for Republican politicians. Governor Taint Reeves, that's Colonel Governor Taint Reeves, didn't spend the money allocated to repair the city of Jackson's water system. He needed that money for other projects. And Ron adds, not a sport. You want to know it's not a sport? Cheerleading is not a sport. It's a competition. It does. it's, It's tumbling. And... It is. It requires massive amounts of coordination and athletic skill. And sport is. A, I mean, is, is curling a sport? Is cross-country skiing and then shooting targets with a twenty-two rifle a sport? What is that? The biathlon. Biathletes would disagree. Is golf a sport? And Roger asked that earlier. I personally think it, it's it's certainly a skill. And if you walk the course, it well, you know what Mark Twain said: "Golf is a good walk ruined." And uh, well, thank you for that, Randy Radar. The new the New Zealand All Blacks of rugby have ultra slimming uniforms. Maybe I need to get a jersey. It's. You know, you gotta you gotta have a little something to help create the illusion of a waistline. Funny that way. And a bit of an update because the information keeps coming out. Uh, there was a story a couple of days ago. The uh, uh, Austin Lee Edwards, who left north chesterfield virginia and drove across the country after catfishing a 15 year old girl into thinking he was a 17 year old boy and went to riverside california murdered her grandparents and her mama and made uh, the 15 year old and her sister orphans and then kidnapped the 15 year old well there have been some developments in the case the riverside cops now say no 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 uh, he did not die in a shootout with the riverside cops he he blew his own brains out uh, I'm still waiting for him to show up as a hero on the incel forums. And it, uh, and, and now uh, law enforcement officials in Virginia are saying that, ah, we kind of screwed up and let him into law enforcement. It was a matter of human error. Uh, dude, had a, dude had a habit of making threats, and, and, and there was that, uh, that was on the books when he signed up to be a member of the Virginia State Police, and they said, come on in. And they missed that. But now this is looking dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. 
And remember, of course, that the, the Virginia State Police operates under the aegis of the governor of Virginia. It's an administrative branch of the governor of Virginia. And the governor of Virginia is a sleazy, slimy, um, he's, he's, he's like, he's a maggot who knows which forks to use with the, the shrimp versus the oysters. You know, the little bitty ones. Um, no, the dirty stuff has come out. The Washington County Sheriff's Office, where Austin Lee Edwards was employed, has apparently been stone-cold busted because there is video of the Washington County Sheriff's Department showing up at the home of Austin Lee Edwards and driving a truck away that was parked there as well as removing a black garbage a black trash bag that contained unknown items Uh, He had a white Cape Cod-style home with blacked-out windows. Well, there's a clue. And um, two deputies showed up at the home late on November 25th, the same day as the the murders. Riverside police were a bit surprised. They said, we're not aware of any action taken at his house prior to the November 26th search warrant. We're not aware of any additional searches. Well, maybe they weren't supposed to be, but the 42-second video shows two people next to the house. One of them's holding what appears to be a flashlight in one hand and the black trash bag in the other. They then both walk away from the house. The witness said the two deputies drove off separately, one in a patrol car and the other in in a Washington County Sheriff's Office truck that had been parked in Edwards' driveway for days. And two law enforcement officers, unnamed, who are at least familiar with the matter, said, yeah, they recognize both of the sheriff's deputies. So this leads to a, I think, a fair question. What were they taking away from the scene? I mean, if it was his gun belt and his badge and his uniform and stuff... Why, why wouldn't you wait until November the 20, until the search warrant's executed? This thing, well, you know that old saying, the more you stir it, the more it stinks. This thing stinks to high heaven. And what they said uh, in total uh, in regard to hiring this little uh, monster was that it was human error because five years before he came, became a law enforcement officer back in 2016, Austin Lee Edwards was actually detained for a psychiatric eval after he threatened to kill both his daddy and himself. He cut his hand, and emergency med-, med techs called police to restrain him. A magistrate issued an emergency custody order, and that got him into the psyche valve. 
and he was detained. Virginia State Police spokeswoman Corinne Geller said, uh, oh, well, uh, oh, We would never have hired him if we'd have known about his psychiatric detention. No oh, heavenly days. So eventually, I suspect, we will find out the nature of his catfishing. God. Now, note coming from uh, Christopher, weekend visitor. Hi, all listening in today. We have family, friends, and from Chicago this weekend. Uh, Steve, I still hold you responsible for J.D. Vance, and tell me the difference, uh, please, between a hockey shootout and a penalty kick round. I find them indistinguishable. Oh, Christopher, stop helping. I'm going to tell you why. Hockey shootouts don't determine championships in the Stanley Cup tournament it's sudden death that's the difference play till somebody scores you play till somebody scores shootouts are only during the regular season makes sense I mean at least somebody wins I mean, geez, the way that, uh, well, uh, look at the Big 12 championship game between uh, TCU and uh, K-State. What was his name? Max Wagner? Was it Wagner? Uh, That kid played his heart out. Picked the whole team up and put it on his back and carried it into the end zone. And then got down there in, 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 in overtime. And son of a gun. Lousy play calling, and they couldn't get it into the end zone, and they went for it on fourth down, and then K-State kicked a field goal and won. A victory, I suppose, is a victory. I really do wonder where everybody is this evening. I mean, I know Sparky, but and and Christopher's got family. By the way, you'll be you may be surprised to know that I do not think that Ohio State should be in the playoff. Do you really? Yeah. Who would you have there instead, Clemson? Oh, that's the problem this year. Is like you had teams that kind of backed in. You had a bunch of teams that uh, you had you you, uh, you had a bunch of teams that shouldn't have been there. And then, I mean, based only on the numbers, I guess who else would be? Well, that's the but, thing. If it's not Ohio State, who the hell is it? No, that's that's what I'm saying. I just don't. I don't think they have any business being there. This is why they need to get. <laughs> well, I mean, so should it be USC? I don't to- know who it should be. I just know who it shouldn't be. Because USC sort of blew their chances by getting their ass. Ha- I mean, they didn't just lose to Utah. I was just going to say that they, they got beat like like they owed Utah money. Yeah, they got. Yeah, no, I, 
and you know, I guess I guess Bama had a case to make, but this was not this was not their year. I mean, I watched all season long. It's like that wasn't even a that wasn't even a Nick Saban team. You know what? I completely agree with you. I remember watching. Think I, I think you think you and I kind of texted about that. It was like when he when they got seventeen penalties in that game against uh, Tennessee. I was like, this ain't nah, nah. This ain't this ain't a Nick Saban team. Well, when I watched him play Texas and pretty much get their ass beaten, and only lose at the very or only win at the very end. Um, they had sixteen penalties that game. Yeah, there's just yeah, and that is so not Alabama. Yeah, and they had that wasn't the, that was not the anomaly this year. And then to lose to LSU, ugh. That's not to say LSU sucked, but I mean, we kind of we kind of watched the. Uh, SEC championship, didn't we? Yeah. The fact that Brian Kelly's the coach, as far as I'm concerned, makes them nothing but Notre Dame South. No argument. But you know who's suffering right now? Our dear friend Joy in Ann Arbor. Because Joy is a proud daughter of TCU. But she lives in Ann Arbor. And she and and, and she loves and she loves her Wolverines. And so those two are squaring off in the first round of the playoffs. And there is nothing worse than a heart divided against itself. Right. I have a I have a feeling she'll eventually come down for the for the frogs. But I'll bet still. you can't guess who I'm rooting for. Oh, I bet I can. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're ribbiting for all you're worth, even though horned frogs I, don't ribbit. Yeah, no, I'm. That's absolutely right. I, you know what? And I don't know if I told you this. My, my vitriol, at least currently, has everything to do with the coach. I do not like Jim Harbaugh. No, I know. No, no. It, and it's it's a family thing. Yeah, because the way his aunt treated me. Well, I got—I got to tell you, I'm—I got—I—I feel fairly confident that Georgia will handle the Ohio State University. Oh, I agree. Although you know, here's something funny. I was at a uh, a place. Oh, excuse me. Something in my mouth, and it's just food. Um, I was at a place. Uh, what, what the hell was I? And they had the George. They had some Georgia game on a few weeks ago, and there was a woman there who was a Georgia fan, and she said to me, "She says the only team that worries me is Ohio State," which, you know, surprised me a little bit, and particularly surprised me after the uh, the disaster at the uh, at the game. Um, but look, that's what's fun about college ball is that sometimes. You know, teams you don't expect to win do. Right, but and 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 the other the other side of that coin is that 
the way Michigan looked playing the Ohio State University, you know, in the horseshoe. Yeah, it looked really good. And no doubt about it. If if they make it past TCU, Georgia's going to have all it can stand. I agree. Although, if if Harbaugh's pass is any pro, pro uh, passes prologue, um, he'll he'll fold like a cheap coat against anybody good. Well, I don't think he exactly played a marshmallow schedule, do you? Yes. Really? Look at their first three games as non-conference games. Yeah, but everybody gets to do that. No, but they, they were on a level. I mean, he played Hawaii, uh, Connecticut, and South Dakota State. And that was one of the big things people were talking about is how horrible his you know, non-conference, champ, non-conference games were. Well, he knows better than the... He knows better than to schedule Appalachian State. <laughs> Sorry, every time I, couldn't resist. No, I would. I completely. Every time, anytime I hear a TTUN person say to me, I always say, "Yeah, but let me give you two words: Appalachian State." Um, you know, it blo- really it blo- you know what? It blows my mind because it's a long time ago now. It blows my mind to think that uh, Rich Rod and Big Hair Rita actually were up there for a while. He could have been a god in Morgantown. He already was, but he kind of had to. He kind of had to clear out because he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't keep his fly zipped. And then he and then he went in, went up to Ann Arbor and did the same shit again. Hey, Robin. Scott, how are you, buddy? I was thinking of you. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt what you and uh, Steve were talking about. I just wanted to check in, and I wasn't able to do it when you uh, mentioned to the Horn family about what's going on. But you didn't really mention because you don't really know, I guess. No, I don't really know, and I didn't want to, and, and I didn't want to <clears throat> speculate or get into anything that was private for you. But no, it's uh, my, hell, it's by now. Is anything private? Regarding me, I mean, come on. I uh, my life is an open book. It's not like those two dollar ninety eight books, the uh, encyclopedia that you uh, collect by the month or whatever, and every month a new volume. I, I was thinking, life. I was thinking more about the uh, right wing ghost written memoirs that are cut out at Dollar Tree from uh, you know right right wing somebodies. There you go. But anyway, in a nutshell, boys and girls, here's uh, what the deal is. About a week, a little over a week, almost exactly a week ago, I guess, or Monday anyway, I was mentioning to Robin or to somebody that I was having an onset of sciatica, which is basically the right, remember that runs down the leg and it goes into the buttock and all this happy crap. And uh, it was giving me fit. So there was, there's no way I could sit comfortably, stand comfortably recline comfortably or do anything comfortably. So finally, um, I consulted with my older brother back in Virginia. This would have been uh, like like Tuesday of this week. And uh, I said, you know, I, I live alone. I'm, I'm, I'm not 
but my the use of my legs basically have gone away. I have not been standing upright since like uh, Tuesday in the daytime. And I was in the midst of doing something and I went like a fucking down like Frazier. If you know that expression from sports. Down goes Frazier. Down down goes goes. (laughs) Frazier. Well, I certainly did. So anyway, what is going to happen is it was supposed to happen today. But I just couldn't get it all pulled together. Tomorrow morning, <clears throat> the ambulance was, is going to take me to the hospital, and I'm going to advocate, and my brother's going to advocate, that whatever's causing me not to be able to get up and walk, uh, I mean, I don't want a Lazarus come forth quality miracle, because those will cost me. I just want to get up and do Smelly, what too. To do. Oh, God, yeah, he stinketh, I believe is the word. But anyway, uh, that in a nutshell is uh, what's happening in my drab, wretched world. So how's by you? I, I hate I hate to hear that, and uh, hopefully your brother will advocate, and you'll advocate, and um, I'm going to resist resist the urge to. Well, no, I'm not. Tell him you want a damn. Tell him you want a CT scan. Oh yeah, that's or an MRI. Good. Oh yeah, definitely. That's. Uh, we're going to tag team those fuckers to uh, to the point of submission. And if Tracy were here, she would tell you, Scott, make sure you go to the hospital in the gentrified area. Oh, yeah. Well, this uh, is, yeah, yeah, it's going to be, be gentrified all right. But so anyway, is, the, so uh, is, 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 the, is, is the pain that you were describing as sciatica still there? It, it it comes and it goes. See, the, right now, I'm not even, I can, you know, it's like the old saying goes, a little pain never hurt anybody. I can deal with a little pain at this point, but I cannot deal with literally being flat, flat on my back with some movement to take care of basic, ordinary, necessary things within reason. That part doesn't work for me. I would rather have a little pain ongoing, upright, and walking around than where I'm at now because I'm not doing myself or anybody else any good. And I probably sound funny because I guess my uvula or something is, you know, not where it is because I am prone, horizontal and not vertical. Um, did I even answer your question? Yeah, you did. Uh, the, the, you know, the... the, the 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 other thing, and and I don't know, I don't know if it would even show up on a CT or an MRI, um, whether you might have some um, degree of compromise of blood flow down into your legs, because that can be horribly painful. Yeah, but I I having had the sciatica before, I was pretty clear on what the deal was. It's like it's one of those unmistakable things. Like whenever Mitch McConnell shows up behind a, a bank of microphones, you know it's not going to be happy talk. No, I'm guessing maybe, not. Maybe that's not a good analogy, but Scott, have you considered chiropractic therapy? Uh, no. 
talk to your brother about it. They're they're popping up here like everywhere, like twenty dollar yeah. chiropractic for your first session. Is this where they come in and sing to the injury, or how does that work exactly? No, they just they know how to align your back, and I've got severe rheumatoid arthritis, and it helps me tremendously. Every adjustment is like a high, you know. Well, other people and, and the other pain people your pronounce hands. it chiropractor instead of chiropractor. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I said it, but he gets the gist of it. But it worked for me. It works for me. I go at least once a week. All right. Well, I'm, I'll go by Just your suggestion. Well, still have this suggestion hat. Yeah, I mean, I'm not telling you to go do it. Run it by your brother and you know a DO or a doctor and see what they say. What's going see, to hurt? The main part of it, the situation that kind of makes that a secondary option for me is I don't know that chiropractors make, chiropractors make house calls. And even no. if they did, I'm not sure that there's anything in their bag of tricks. And they're yeah, you're, you are, you are flat out non-mobile. When the, when the ambulance comes tomorrow, they will come into your bedroom and put you on the gurney and take you out. Do I understand no, correctly? No, because I'm in the living room. Oh, okay. You're not even, you're not even ambulatory to, then. Jesus, you're flat. Yeah, I, I basically, my function tomorrow, I've got two things left on my uh, things to do list. One of the things is to pack my, my hospital bag with, you know, the necessary clothing and, you know, uh, toothbrush, uh, hairbrush, all that happy crap, toothpaste, and, and my medicines that I usually take. Have that ready to go by the door. And the other thing is to have me ready to go. And I asked my brother, I said, but do you think that I should even attempt taking a shower? And he said, no, for God's sake, no, because it'll literally be one of those fallen and it can't get up sort of deals. Yeah. You know. Now, the question so is, I, are you going to go in black tie and tails? Uh, no, I thought I would wear uh, My dad did it. Sequined cocktail gown? No, he did... Uh, a half man, half woman costume for Halloween one year, and I wish I still had the pictures. I mean, it was on one side, you cover the male side with your hand, and he's just stunning, and then you cover cover the lady side with your hand, and he's a handsome young man. I'm telling you, there's weirdness that goes way back in my family, Robin. I just. If you wondered where I ever got it from, well, there's got to be there's got there's got to be there's got to be some Aunt Effie in here somewhere. Yeah, well, basically, it, what I'm going to do, getting back to this uh, adventure tomorrow, is um, have my bag packed and ready to go. Basically, have the doors unlocked so that they don't have to take a, an axe to anything, up to and including me, and basically. Um, They'll either come in, put me on the board, and take the board out to the stretcher because of the configuration of the entryway, or they'll be able to get the stretcher in, uh, get me on it, get it out. I'll hand them the key. They can lock the door and give me the key back, and off we go. Well, if they can get you back on your feet with medicinal and PT therapy and can put chiropractic therapy in the... Um future bag to keep you yeah. from getting back in this shape again yeah that's uh, that's that's probably the way it would be the best yeah because yep. right now i'm dealing with basic shit like functioning now, i'm um 
I've been probably over a thousand times, and I, you know, I'm sure they have hurt people, but I've never had one hurt me. They've all, it's always been a positive experience for me personally. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gone. I know my dad did, and I know my ex-wife did, and they swear by it. So I, I oh, know yeah. there's something to what they do. I just don't. Right. But right now, you're in, in such a state that you need uh, medicinal and probably physical therapy to get you back to a point where you can at least go to start choir practice therapy is my um. Well, the, the hell of it, Steve, is, and Robin kind of alluded to it. I'm only saying that that it's originally I thought it was sciatica because I'd had that before. It could be a blood flow thing. It could be something organic elsewhere that's it a herniated a disc long time ago. That's it finally, could be any yeah, fucking anything, thing, you yeah, know. Yep, yep. And this is, uh, I mean, science has come a long way, but it's oh, yeah. still sort of a guess, a guessing game. And a process of elimination, isn't it? Well, the, the, the fact of the matter is, Scott, um, the two most brilliant people who have, or the two most brilliant men who have ever lived in the United States were Ben Franklin and Mark Twain. It was Mark Twain who said back in the Gilded Age, which he named the Gilded Age, you know, he said, despite the enlightened age in which we live, when they pass each other on the street, doctors and undertakers still wink at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I doubt that'll ever change. <laughs> and, well, and I remember, and I remember, I remember in first year torts in law school, our grizzled old torts professor said, "Now listen here." Doctors are the only people on earth who get to bury their mistakes. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, come on. But if you think where we've come from Civil War, you know, medicinal therapy to where we are now, that kind of gives you hope. I mean, back then it was just brutal. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Cauterizing and amputee. You know, I don't even want to go there, man. You know what they need? You know, you know what the patient needs? A little bleeding. Bleed them a little bit. Yeah, yeah bleed out. Yeah, yeah bring the leeches. That was a thing. Yeah, they, they blood leeches. Yeah, that was a <laughs> well, thing. Well, whether I can walk or not, I'll roll over the motherfucker. The first leech I see in a jar up on itself, I'm getting the hell out of there. Yeah, start raising. Hey, Scott, you're, Scott, you're of a certain age. Yeah, you you remember you remember John Belushi and Steve Martin and Theodoric of York, medieval barber. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, Scott, I wish you the best, my friend. You have my number. If you're in there and you get lonely, call me, man. Well, I, I the loneliness can be a drag in the hospital. It really can. Well, I I, I I don't. There are too many unknowns. I don't know how long I'm going to be in there. What I definitely want to do is is a- advocate for myself, and my brother's willing to do it in concert with me via phone since he's way back east, is basically when I get there tomorrow and they're going to do whatever tests and scans and shit that they do, I'm going to say if you have a, a, a more than, you know, a, an essentially, if you have a sense of what needs to be done, I would much rather it be done immediately without a second trip 
only because of my circumstances. I don't. Well, right. Stand not it, upon it, the order of your doing, but do it once. Yes, basically. Yeah. You put it and much better than Scott, I do. Scott, do you have traditional Medicare, or are you on one of those Jimmy Walker plans? No, what? I have. Stop it! <laughs> I don't mind. I have a, uh, I have a, a pretty good plan. A good, uh, good. Well, uh, worst also, case I, scenario, eighty percent's covered. Then. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Oh um, Jesus! Everybody's getting into it now, Scott. Randy well, Radar. I'm, Randy I'm Radar just no no. Well, Randy Radar just said Scott needs. Wait a minute, we got to have an accent for this. Scott needs a mustard plaster. There you go. There you go. <laughs> bet you, I, I bet you Aunt Effie would give you a mustard plaster. Uh, they swore by that shit in those days. They did. I mean, and or, tonics uh, and all kind of crazy shit. Uh, yeah. Cold baths and wraps yeah. and liniments and goose grease. Enemas and, and all kind of Oh, dear God, the road that? to Wellville. Don't go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Great movie, by the way. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, 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 electrification of your uh, naughty bits. I mean, they had another sort of odd uh, soundtrack. And a stellar cast besides. But anyway, I don't want to uh, make this all about me. I just no, 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 no. We want it to be all about you. Well, I appreciate Gosh, that, man. Yeah, and keep keep me keep us posted. Keep me posted. You got my digits. Yeah, I sure do. But anyway, I don't. Uh, I'm sure there's. I'm one of those metaphysical people who thinks well, there's good that comes out of nearly everything and I'm sure there's a lesson to be uh, obtained by me you'll probably meet a lot of interesting folks you know with your personality and all there's a lot of interesting folks at the hospital Scott Scott yes. I, I, I love yeah. you uh, but Steve talking about in, meeting interesting people at the hospital leave the whoopee cushion and the joy buzzer at home okay <laughs> and the dribble glass <laughs> no you don't want to bunk them and the fake dog shit and the vomit <laughs> there'd, there'd be enough of that that's real you know i don't yeah. have anything to do with and, and scott scott yes, sir. If, if you meet anybody who claims that they're jesus or john the baptist those are not the interesting people you want to meet Oh no! I I I uh, I know enough about them to avoid them at all costs. No, the the only thing you say to them, Scott, is how nice. Yes, I think there's a lady down the hall there on the left. I think she's just aching for a visit from you. Well, you say bless your heart. Yes. Well, Scott Scott is a Virginian, so he speaks the language. Jack has his hand up. By the way. Oh, hey, Jack. Hey, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, I, I'm just going to, uh, I, I wanted to jump in, uh, real quick, just on my status. I'm, I'm, I'm Skyping on my iPhone, which I don't really know how to use that well. And I, but my, uh, my laptop, I don't, I don't know if anybody remember bitching about my keyboard not working well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, last like this past weekend, I lost my whole like hard drive, and you know, oh, which I mean, like it 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 went from kind of I was trying to make backups, and it would air off, and then finally the whole thing died. And I ordered a, a new laptop, and it just got here this morning, but I haven't been able to, you know, like I don't know how many passwords and all that, you know crap i can get from backups and 
so anyway, I was I managed to find my Skype password, and so you know I don't know uh, when I'll be back on Twitter. I got to get my email working and PayPal and all that. Um, but uh, but I, I really I wanted to hear the show today, and, and luckily I go, oh yeah, I'll try my iPhone, and it's like it's it's loud, you know, <laughs> and uh, well, you sound great. I've been able to, yeah, I've been able to hear it, it. There was something weird with Skype where it said the speaker is off, but I, and I could barely hear it. And I, I don't know how to get to various options, so I'm just, you know, clicking around, and, and finally I found something to make it louder. So anyway, I, um, yeah, lots of political crap going on, but I just couldn't get in. So, if you don't hear from me on Twitter or anything, uh, you know, that's what's going on. Jack, were you able to get back in on your own profile? I mean, if you can do that, I mean, it's very seamless. Chrome oh. keeps, if you utilize Chrome, they keep all your passwords, everything, you know? Well, it, it's like, um, well, no, I use like Safari and Firefox. Oh, but, okay. But, okay. But there's a, there's a, uh, password like I ha I didn't use the iCloud you know I didn't have everything like in like in common with my iPhone and everything you know mm -hmm. and uh, so there's various things uh, you know on the back uh, backups but you know there's like so much you know in I don't want this to turn into tech talk but are you utilizing a Windows system no, no it's Mac Oh, uh, okay. I can all tell. Right. Well, I'm I can hear. You're, I'm hearing all of the buzzwords. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have an Apple ID and an I, and you didn't put everything into iCloud. Uh, no, because I was kind of um, in the midst of reorganizing and rehearing stuff, you know. Um, so and you know, like this is a new iPhone, although I'm way way behind in setting it up. Um, my previous one, you know, I wouldn't do the five. So, so I'm still learning to use the iPhone, but um, it's just, you know, it, I, I gotta uh, see how much, you know, was I, I was able to get into a backup and stuff. So, it's see, you know, if, if you had iCloud, you wouldn't have to worry about any of this. Well, you, I just if you utilized iCloud. Right. I just didn't get, I, I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't, um, in the, I just wasn't ready to, to put a whole bunch of stuff on there because, um, there was too much crap on my laptop, my, uh, my broken laptop. Just, I mean, it was like, you know, the, the, the solid state drive was almost full and there was a whole bunch of, you know, just, all kinds of crap. I couldn't get it. I mean, it was just slowly, you know, kind of just breaking and it just broke, um, really bad. Um, just a little bit before I got my new computer and, and could move stuff over, you know, so it's just going to be a little more difficult, but yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean about using the iCloud. I got a dumb question. Okay. Before I answer, ask my dumb question, we got some mail. 
Uh, Billable Rick says, Cowbell for Steve, for, for Steve from Georgistan. Do you have Medicare or are you on one of those Jimmy Walker plans? I agree entirely. So that's yours, Steve. Uh, Tom and Sonny San Rafael, um, and, and thanks for the setup at the end, Tom. Scott, oh no, Scott, not sciatica. I had a bad case about 12 years ago. It gave me an all-new reference point for that 1 to 10 pain scale they ask about at the doctor. After five months, I got an MRI, and soon after that, back surgery, which was a lifesaver. Good luck with it, and in the immortal words of Bill Clinton, I feel your pain. (laughs) Okay, who was that again? Uh, That was Tom and Sonny San Rafael. Okay, thank you, Tom. I will take those words to heart. And thank you, Tom, for the opportunity to do my cheap and cheesy Bill Clinton impression. I feel your pain. And if we were on video right now, you would know that I'm standing here talking with my thumb, standing straight up right in front of my face. I feel your pain. And there'd be a little lip quiver going on as well. How did you know? Well, I I was alive and well and upright in the 90s, whereas now I'm alive and well and flat on my ass. Prone in the and prone in the twenties. Yes, I uh, you know if I could get a, a cut rate magician in here, the great Zambini or whatever, to levitate me and float me into the other room, I'd be delighted. That would be a step. Well, not a step. More, it'd be more or less a float, a drift. Well, you know, I mean, there's a, the, the, this 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 conversation. I, I cannot help but note is lacking, uh, insofar as there are there, there there's no coffee cup noise. And that's just oh, wrong. Robin, Robin, Robin. Yeah. There are so many there are so many things that you cannot do from the floor or crawling around or even up on your knees. One other thing is to reach the shelf in the cabinet, and I'm gonna remedy this after all this is over. Uh, you can't reach the shelf where the coffee supplies are. You can't reach the other shelf where the coffee filters are. Hell, you can't even reach the top of the stove where the where the uh, coffee maker sits between the two sets of burners. Damn, I'm amazed. I'm amazed you're even talking to us just from the caffeine withdrawal. Well, I luckily I have Pepsi and Coke, but that's not the same. But no, you know, it's a it's it'll get me done in in short order. You know. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things missing. There's the fact that, uh, you know, I'm not sitting in my squeaky recliner hunched over a laptop. Uh, uh, I can't do a laptop from a prone position. I don't care where I put it and how I position myself. It's just a, you know, it's just laptops. Were not, yeah, you can do them if you're sitting and they're right there on your lap. But that would be involved involve a chair. And the last chair I sat in was one was uh, t- Tuesday, I guess, or Monday night, whatever. I guess it was Tuesday evening. I put the recliner all the way back, and apparently I hadn't distributed my ass portion correctly, and the chair went backwards on the back two legs. Now visualize this. I already know that I've been pained. I already know that. Uh, uh, I need to uh, look into this, and then I, I'm 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 like uh, like an astronaut. I'm like Scott Carpenter waiting to go up in the Mercury capsule 
back in 1962 or whatever the fuck it was. And I'm laying there with feet up in the air, head back, and I'm saying, do I really need this shit? I mean, was this, did they throw this in as a bonus? Like when you order the Jimmy Walker policy, they'll send you one of those floppy hats or a dino my t-shirt. And I a mean, bowl of soup. Uh, yeah, Jesus. I mean, and the, 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 the saving grace in this entire thing so far is some people do poor, pitiful, poor, poor, pitiful bay. Yeah, I have elements of that in my life. But by God, if I can have some fun with it, even if it's a horrible, unpleasant, painful thing, I'll do the best I can to inject that little fun serum into it because there's people way worse off than I am. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm not going to mention any days, but we know that there are people in this Horde family who are suffering mightily with, with, with stuff that is not easily remedied. Right. You need one of those Art Linkletter chairs. You know those ones that like... <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and I'm going to add, just because I'm an old, um, before they were Art Linkletter chairs... Because when I was a teenager and went into DMLA, they still had the ad for it strapped to the chair itself. It was an Edward G. Robinson chair. Oh, my. Before Art Linkletter was pitching it, Edward G. Robinson was. I thought you were going to mention Bob Braun, the Cincinnati broadcaster. Oh, my God. Do you remember Bob O? Bob I o. absolutely remember Bob Braun, Mr. Geritol. Oh, he pitched everything. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, Steve and anybody else that's interested in Cincinnati television, go to your YouTube thing and look up WLW 50th anniversary and related videos. There's a lot of great, uh, they did great local programming. Well, that's where, that's where you've heard Robin talk about the Kentucky Jelly. Oh, the KYS. Yeah, that's where that comes from. Really? Gary, Bur Gary Burbank on WLW. Well, I was talking about Broadbank Burbcasting Corporation. Broad, Broadbank yeah, Burbcasting. I, I was talking about TV back in the 60s. No, on, you know on what? You're older than everybody else. Hey, 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 Steve. I'm it. Yes, sir. Ma'am. Sorry. Uh, sorry, hey, sorry, sorry, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Stop. How's Mom and Am? <laughs> well, I haven't seen my mom in almost 10 years, so I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know, but I was just, I was, I was, I know, that, I man. know, I know. Um, but Scott, you need to look up these characters. I, I you know, what I'll do is I, maybe I'll email you a number of the characters that Gary used to. Oh, you but, you'd enjoy the hell out of it, Scott. But let well, me let me interrupt. Let me interrupt for a minute because uh, Clarence says uh, Steve's right about the, chi the chiropractor suggestion. I have a sciatica problem too. The spine's a fascinating study. My sciatica mimicked having a stroke. My left arm and left leg go numb. Chiropractor found out I had issues with L5 and L3 in my lumbar. Alignment therapy did help. I wish you well with your recovery, Scott. Meanwhile, Ron and Raleigh says, Scott needs a poultice made with feather moss and mustard root. Mind you drop water on it occasionally to keep it damp. Do you hang it in a tree at night off a certain branch of a certain type of tree? Under a full moon, yes, of course. Full, okay, yeah. What you need is a good bleeding. Yeah, and a little possum snot. Don't forget the possum snot. Yeah, well, what you do, the, the go-to person for this is Granny Clampett. Yes. She knows all the home remedies. Well, that and the weather cricket. Yeah. 
I, I have uh, thank yous to send out because we've got we have not had a Friday on the front porch in a community made miracle or gotten as close to it in quite some time. Uh, thank you uh, to Kevin and Tracy. Kevin and Tracy got us down to 390. And then Gino out in Utah got us down to, wait for this, 90. We are $90 away from a community, a Friday on the Front Porch Community Made Miracle, fully funded like all the way up to this very day. Weren't you like at five something? Yeah. That's pretty quick work. Yeah, we, uh, it, it's, it's amazing. Thank you so much, Gino. Thank you. I have a show on me as a big deal when a whole bunch of shows are unfunded. And so there will be, yay verily, bill paying going on. And that makes me very happy. Well, I, um... I like you when you're happy. I like you when you're not happy, but I like you when you're happy. And I like all you old folks. I mean, where else could I go and, and, you know, talk about such things as I talk about here? Sometimes it's inventive, humorous stuff. Sometimes it's political stuff. Now it's just, hey, things right now in my life... uh, you know, our, 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 you know, even even though it may be sciatica, uh, it, you might you, you might you might get a little more mileage out of it if you refer to it as your lumbago. Lumbago, yes. <laughs> Didn't he have a band and they would play on New Year's? Yeah, yeah, New guy Year's? lumbago, and it's all yeah, yeah, he's, and the he's, Royal yeah. Arthritics. Yeah, Olympic <laughs> Guy lumbago and the Royal Arthritics. Yeah, there they go. Damn, look at you! Don't even feel good and still funny. And, uh, and uh, over on NBC, if you didn't like dance music, you can watch Ben Grella from the Allied Chemical Building talking about his ball uh, that came down at the stroke of midnight. Ah, uh, jeez. And I don't know who ABC had. I guess that was in the days of rocking into New Year with Dick Clark or whoever. Oh dear God! New Year's rock, Dave, Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve. I remember years and years and years ago, Sandra and I went off one night on on the idea that uh, that was that was some sort of combination cybernetic holographic Dick Clark because he was a thousand years old. Oh yeah, the world's oldest teenager. But anyway, just to finish my thought, I. Uh, where else can a can a body go to to speak openly and honestly about trouble trouble times, and and to know that there are a group of people out there who say, we do feel your pain, and we're pulling for you, and uh, bringing good ideas to the table, and just all running the whole gamut of interacting appropriately. How little of that there is in the rest of the world. And we should be about uh, uh, making that catch on as a way of being in the world. So you fuckers, get off it and start doing right, or I'm going to beat you to within an inch of your life with a wet poultice, a, a slightly damp poultice, God damn it. You know? Yeah, you don't want to get it too wet. It's sloppy. Uh, hey, thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy just took us down to 70. 
And an anonymous friend says, uh, if somebody kicks, uh, an anonymous friend just said, if somebody kicks in 30 bucks, I'll kick in the last 60. So now it's, um, what, we're at 70. So if somebody kicks in 30, our anonymous friend will kick in 40. So we got eh, 12 minutes to do 30 bucks. That's amazing. Thank you. And we will have a full-blown Horn, community-made, Friday on the front porch, Maraca. Robin, ask her anonymous friend if I kick in the extra 10, if they'll count as a 30. Uh, I think you just did, so we'll find out. Oh, uh, Jeremy, uh, I, I, I said that maybe we were done with it, but there's been a couple of interesting ones lately. Oh, God. Hopefully they're not life threatening. No, <laughs> no, that's that. I wouldn't, yeah. Uh, I, when you put on your profile, say something. Be, when you put on your profile something besides say hi. And there's some cheesy music you're supposed to roll in oh, the background. Yes, 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 there is. Hold on. <laughs> uh, and you got a yes from an our, from our anonymous friend, Jeremy. Um, oh God, Robin's <sighs> creepy sugar daddy hour. Or creepy sugar daddy. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what. Our anonymous friend owes you money. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Great entertainment. And so here, with eleven minutes and change to go, we have ourselves a sure enough horn community made Friday on the front porch miracle. That is simply amazing. We have not been uh, we've not been funded like this in I don't know long damn time. Now, now ruin it with the creepy music. Let's get on with it. Okay, okay. I, stand by. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just nice. This shit's so gross. Hey there. How are you doing tonight? That's fine. Uh, there's another hay there. Looking good. Damn, you look pretty seductive. Would you like to chat more? Hold down the background music a little, Robert. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I had it up there too much. Uh... So uh, we had a uh, hey, and then another hey. Um, God. And then there's uh, Caleb, who says, Oh, dear Jesus. What's up, beautiful? Okay, that's better than hey, right? What's up, beautiful? I wonder how your lips around my boop would feel. I bet amazing, probably. Just the thought of you with me in your mouth gets me standing up like no other out there. Oh. Yeah, and there's like... There's like, there's like ten of those a day. <laughs> Jesus. So, 
Uh, you know, if that's what it takes to get people to stand up, I'm standing in. I'm... Shut up. <laughs> I'm here, that's part I'm of why here, I did it, though, Lord. because of the stand up reference. I'm here. I'm here, oh, Lord, reclining in the need of lips. Write that down and send it into uh, that old no. fellow down in no. Nashville, the publishing company, the music publisher. Fred C. Mills or whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, I'm here. Billable Rick I'm says, here, Billable Rick says, since I can't get on the program tonight because of a bad Skype connection, I wanted to wish Scotty the best in getting the source of his own immobility problems resolved. Make sure that the doctors do both MRIs and CT scans on your back since certain features are revealed in tests that aren't apparent on one test that aren't apparent on the other. As Matt in San Francisco mentioned, um, actually it was Tom and Sonny San Rafael, I suspect you may have to either have an epidural or back surgery. My thoughts will be with you in the coming days. Get well soon, buddy. Billable, that's so sweet. Uh, FYI, I'll try and get on the back porch in about an hour in my car. Better network reception there. And uh, well, You know, with, uh, with the uh, 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 medical imaging that they can do now, a lot of places, after you've had your images done, they've been checked by the doctor and all, you can get a couple of... Uh, Big ones, 8 by 12 in gold frames. You can get some wallet size and those little dinky pictures for the cousins that you don't especially like. But right, you exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then there's, there's, there's the one to send to mom and them. You know, in the and one then that ask sat for on the, the DVD or the CD. The one that sat on the piano. On? The one that sat on the piano, the kidney looked like a pool. And there were people on it. It was incredible. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I. Uh, You've damn sure yet, got the right idea, right attitude for this. Hey, let's run I'm over. Not, the, I'm not medicated. Can I, you get, I mean, can you imagine what that's going to be like? Oh, I want you to call if you're if you're really you know. <laughs> Rip. If you're really right, let's go over and check in on the stress line real quick. Hey, welcome to the program. Oh my goodness, Lady B. You guys are a hot. Y'all are a hot mess. You know that. Now, yes. And you start talking about JJ. I don't mind. Walter, I was like, oh, Lord. Guilty as charged. Yeah, he's hawking stuff like that. So, no, no stellar television movie career for him right there. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Scott was bringing up something. And best wishes to you, Scott. I hope it works out for you. Um, Thank you, Lady D. Talking about how we can talk with y'all to share problems. And this is, it's a big problem, but it's not a life-threatening problem. It's not a health problem. But, and I don't even know how I feel about sharing it with y'all, but I don't know what else to do because I'm not even talking to my twin right now. And that that's how bad I feel about this whole situation. And we talk all the time. Um. But um, I had a problem with my car November 19th. My car, we were <laughs> not giving them a free plug, but me and my neighbor had gone to Whataburger, yeah. um, which is one of the first few to open in Colorado Springs. And everybody talked about, oh, you got to have Whataburger. Whataburger, what okay. So we drove up north from my house, probably about 15 miles from my house. And... Um, we drove up there. We got the burger and fries and milkshakes, honey, because we was going full out, okay? And uh, we got up there, 
And as I was leaving the drive-through, and I mean, they were directing traffic, everything. It was, it was absolutely insane how many people were up there. So as I was leaving the drive-through, um, my steering wheel felt funny. You know, it was kind of loose. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right, Patty. Let me pull into this uh, parking lot here or this parking space, you know, and just see if it's something weird going on. I didn't know what it was. And I mean, if gas lights had come on, I can't really remember because I'm used to get dash lights. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, it is what it is. Um, so I didn't feel anything different. So I put the car in reverse and I started to drive out of the air, you know, the thing. And then stupid me, for some reason, I was thinking of computers and I was like, okay, let me do this. Let me turn the car off and turn it back on. And I should not have done that because as soon as I did that, um, the car would not start again. Lights would light up, radio would come on, but the car would not start up oh, again. No. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know what it was in me, but I didn't think it was something I could get out there and jumpstart the battery. This is something else going. So this is an old car. This is 2007. So I called AAA, well, I called my twin, and she called AAA. And they came out and they towed it to the last mechanic who laid hands on it. And um, that was a Saturday. And then Monday comes around and they call me, hey, baby, your car is in, because that's what they call me. No, they don't call me that, but it doesn't matter. Um, they said, your car is in our parking lot. You want us to look at it? I said, sure. <laughs> yes, obviously. So they called me an hour later and said, it's your alternator and it is your battery. They both need to be replaced and that'll be $980. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Right? I was like, what the fuck? And um, my cousin who was with me, because we had to go rent a car, because I figured whatever it was, it was going to take a while. He's like, no, no, I don't see that. I've got a friend. Let me call my friend. And so he called his friend, his friend knew a mechanic. And the guy's like, okay, just bring the car over to me. So I sent AAA back to that mechanic, to the first mechanic, and had them tow it to the second guy. Second guy didn't work on Monday. So he came out there to the car, car's unlocked. Okay, no big deal. I don't have anything in there. But the key is stuck in the ignition. Yeah, he tries turning it like everybody else. It will not move. It is stuck. It is stuck. It will not move. So he said, um, so what I did next was um, I said, something's really wrong. So I went around the front. I popped the hood. And he said, your electrical system is fried. And I was like, oh, wow, that sucks. Um, he said, I'm not going to touch it. What you need to do is get back in touch with the first mechanic and or triple a so i got back in touch with the first mechanic and they told me oh no honey we jumped it to get in the garage and then when you said we didn't want to pay that much money because he he paid he wanted to pay he offered he said six hundred dollars he could take care of everything so of course i'm going to go to him but anyway so the second people said we jumped it to get in the garage we jumped it to get out of the garage and and that was it we handed the keys over to triple a and that was the last time we had to deal with it. So it has been almost three weeks of an absolute nightmare. I've called AAA every oh, damn God, day because I'm honey. like, 
I'm like a Karen, okay, a pit bull, okay? If it's something, somebody else's problem, I'm going to make sure somebody else pays for it. I could not get a hold of anybody. I mean, you know, well, and the the beauty is, and I'm going to throw this term at you guys. Uh, There's a term, and it's called nominative determination. Do you know what that is, Robin? Say it again, please. Nominative determination. It has to do with your name. And some people have names that they they live up to uh, or they feel an obligation to live up to. And I have a very dear friend, and his name is Gabe, which is short for Gabriel. And um, long story short, he is loaning me his car, actually his daughter's car. His wife works from home. So he is loaning me her car. It's an older, it's actually it's an electric vehicle. It's about 10, 12 years old. One of the older models. So I basically got to charge it every day. But I have a car because the rental car I had done two weeks and it was getting too expensive. And so I'm just like, okay. But anyway, back to the story. So hey, I called. Lady, um, Lady, B, Lady B, can I jump in real quick with an observation? Sure. And I forget who, who said it. But you have given an example of it. At the moment of commitment, the universe conspires to assist you. You were committed to getting everything addressed correctly, and the universe is cooperating with with your intentions. Didn't mean to get. And that's a beautiful. No, and it's a beautiful sentiment. There are a lot of me that wants to agree with it, but I kind of need to deal with that whole spiritual side later. Christmas is coming up. I can't do much for his family, but I make a banana pudding that people compare to crack. I mean, it's got cream cheese, everything. Right? And so he told me, if you make my family one of those, we'll be cool. I'm not satisfied with that. I always feel like there's more I can do for people who do so much for me. That's, that's right now what is going on. So I'm going to... But anyway... Uh, long story short, um, I've not found this AAA for weeks. I've spoken to nobody of consequence. And um, I, the last person I spoke to Monday, she told me, how about this? This is what she said. We were all gung-ho. We were ready to go. She said, how about um, go ahead and um, get cause the guy who had the car couldn't fix it. He's a smaller shop. He was overwhelmed. We had had a snowstorm a few weeks back. And I don't know how people did it, but maybe they messed up their batteries or whatever they did. Because he's not a collision guy. He's a mechanic. But he had a whole backlog of cars. And he said, I can get to it, but it's going to take time. It's going to cost you some money. And I, I just can't get to it now. So I said, so when I was talking to the AAA lady, and this is just this past Monday, we were talking. And she said, okay, how about this? You go ahead and take it to the mechanic you want. And uh, we'll go from there. Um, and I said, okay, here's the one thing though. I need this in writing. 
Well, I can't do that. It's going to take me 48 hours. I got to check with legal. All right. Fine with me. I'm glad I said that. Because she called Tuesday and said, legal said it's a common problem with HHRs. We can't touch it. I was like, wow. Okay. So I told my friend, hey, and there's another guy I'm working with, Carl. He's a, um, one of my, my older cousins. He helped take care of him. And um, I told them what the lady said. They both did a Google search. And Gabe sent me some info saying the 2006, 2008, 2009, and 2010 HHRs have electrical problems. My car is a 2007. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, he sent it to me. So I called the Department of Transportation to Safety. I spoke to a woman and she said, yeah, I don't see anything on here for 2007. I have, we haven't really had a lot of reports about that, but I'll take the information down or whatever and pass it on to whatever. They're not going to help me. They just record the information. I made a complaint, so they recorded it. So I've been calling back AAA and finally I just got that up. And there's a guy here, I won't mention his name, but he has a popular radio show. Um, He calls, you know, uh, if anybody's from Colorado, they know who he is. But his show is called The Troubleshooter. And he's one of those guys who fix problems and can't get help from anywhere else. And I was also thinking of filing a um, court case, which I'm still going to do. But he he had me call into his show today. He kept asking me about the steering. And I told him, well, the steering, it's just weird. I can't describe it. It was just kind of weird. So he had two other guys on there pretending to be mechanics. And um, they were like, yeah, that could have been X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And they're like, how about this? Have it, you know, where do you have the car now? I said, well, actually, the other day, a guy told me to tow it to Chevy. They had to tow it to Chevy, you know, because I was telling him, if it's a problem, then Chevy needs to look at it. Um, so he's like, when you get the estimate, call me back. So moving ahead here, um, um, the guy who told me to take it to Chevy, if it was a recall or anything, Chevy would know about it. And I'm like, I have never received any paperwork about my car since I bought it from my sister who got it from my dad. None of us. I live in my dad's house. I still get his mail. I've not received anything regarding the problem with the 2007 Chevy electrical system. So I'm driving my friend's borrow car. They're all talking about, oh, come on, Lady B, we'll look at some cars. Da, 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 da. Here's one for $5,000. Well, boom. <laughs> if you're making, you know, 600, you know, after taxes of every two weeks, you don't have $5,000. And my twin can help me. So right now, she's like trying to get her husband something because his car is 20 years old. And like a guy, he sat there, patched on it, fixed on it, duct taped it or whatever, but now it's not running anymore. So I know that she can help me, and I know that she will, um, but right now it's just trying to get it fixed. Um, And I guess I'll just have to see if I can make it another year until I can do better. But um, so anyway, that's what's been on my mind. That's what's been on my mind. Y'all still there, or did I get home? Oh no, we're all we're all still here, and it's, it's just, oh. you know, I know, I, mean, I, know, I, know I know you and I were ra- you and I were wa- raised in similar traditions, and there's that whole thing about 
you will nothing will be ever given to you that you cannot handle. Yada 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 yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, and, and that's, that's where that's you look hard. up and go. I wish you would stop assuming I'm so damn strong. Right. <laughs> Maybe the Lord does think I'm strong, Robin, because um, uh, there's a lot of people that I help. You know, and you know what they say: you should never expect thanks. But that's not what I do, because a lot of the people I help barely have a pocket system. They're older, they're on disability, so it's a lot of computer stuff and stuff that they need printed out and stuff like that. That's what I do. I help a lot of people. I do. And I'm not trying to get anybody to bend over and give me an award or, you know, not bend over, Jesus, what am I thinking? But, you know, I'm not asking anybody to bend over backwards and give me some type of special award for it. It's something that I do. It keeps me busy. It keeps my PTSD occupied. It just keeps me calm to help people. That's what I do. So, honestly, I've been thinking about... What was the year of the car? That's a 2007 Chevy HHR. 2000 Chevy HHR. GM is recalling 2006 through 2008 with a recall Mm -hmm. number of 08 Victor 444000. And hers falls right between the two. Yep, exactly. No, this is from 2006 through 2008. Oh, I don't know, but that's what, when I talked uh, to the chicken transportation, she said 06 or 07 wasn't part of that recall. So I don't know. And I mean, it's me that nobody notified me. Nobody's notified me of this at all. Chevy, not even the the mechanic who worked on it. But write down that number if you can write something or put it down on your phone. There are statute of limitations on recalls for the time you have to respond. But I never gotten notice. Uh, just for the sake of the. Also, there, when you get a car there, you're supposed to call the, like, if it's Chevy or whatever, and say, hey, I own this car, give them the VIN number, and then they know who to send the notices to. Sweetheart, if everybody did Maybe. what they were supposed to do, wouldn't have problems. I understand, hon. I understand. <laughs> oh, man, I, I had a on my Sentry go out, and the transmission went out all within six months last year. I feel your pain, on. Trust me. I feel if it. I had got, to have it fought the three different If you've got chats, three. If you've got, if you, Lady B, do you have the chat window mm-hmm. open? Okay, I Honey, just posted I'm, I'm a... Sweetheart, I'm at work. Okay, well, I'm walking around, trying to silently well, empty trash cans. Talking to you guys. Well, you can, you I can, can go, write, you can go back to the archive. I can write down that. Yeah, you can number. go, you can go back yeah. to the archive and just fa- scrub to this, uh, and it's like, what was it? We'd say it's a uh, um, hundred and say eighty-five minutes into the program, and you'll hear Roger read that recall number again. Okay. Um, and you're going to be, uh, you don't come up on Spotify, you. Uh, but I, I think I can get you on iHeart. I cannot get you on Spotify. Um, that's the only thing I have. I don't have iTunes or anything like that. Um, but 
I, I'm sorry to bother y'all. I know y'all don't have a lot of Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we, huh? we, 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 want, we want to help. And in fact, uh, yeah, I got all a, been there. I got a, I got a note from Dave number 11 a little bit ago. Remember Dave and you and me, we swapped Steely Dan lyrics. And, uh, right on, Dave! Hey, I'm there and Dave said, paging Arnold, paging Arnold. So I've just, I've just texted Arnold in PA. Okay. And I'm going to ask him, I'm going to, I'm going to ask him to check out the way you described it on the podcast and, See if he's got any input. Okay. Uh, and uh, Roger, go ahead and give that number. Then I want to tell my tale. Well, it'll only take two minutes, but it's funny. All right. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to give you. another number, but this is electrical system. Okay. One, four, one, four, Victor, zero, four, seven, zero, zero, zero. Hey Roger, would you email email me those two numbers, and I will in turn email those to Lady B. Okay. Okay, I'll just put them through the, the regular uh, horn contact. Yeah, that'll be fine. All right, uh, I appreciate readers it. Di- readers Digest, Lady B, and I'll be real quick about this. So you're not alone. <laughs> Last year. Karen stops at the dollar store a mile from the house. The car was running like a top. She goes back in to start it, wouldn't start back up. I had it towed to the local mechanic. Couldn't find a tow anywhere because I'm up here in Hooterville. So mm-hmm. I had to pay. The, um, the, the I called the cops, and they sent out a tow service, and he just way overcharged me for towing it a mile. Oh. Had it towed to a garage. Oh, and he, he said, I can't do anything with it. I don't know. Have it towed to... Fred's garage, you know, which is like two miles away. Oh, okay. Did that. Fred said it needs a computer. All right. Fred put a computer in the car and he calls me up and this is all very expensive. And I said, well, don't use aftermarket parts. Make sure you use a genuine Nissan part. And he did. He called me up. He said, it's ready to go. Come get it. And I was right about the time I started experimenting with this Georgia oil that's legal. Okay. So I went and picked it up. It was night. And I'm coming home, and every light on that freaking car started lighting up at me, man. The car started lurching and going back and forth, and I'm thinking, is this the oil messing with me, or is this car really just screwed up, you know? It's supposed to be for new and fixed, you know? It's got a new computer. So I get it home, come to find out wasn't the oil. The car is really screwed up. So I had to have it hawed, towed again, which was like a $300 tow to the dealer. Mm. And in coming Georgia, and all it needed was the guy was on to the right thing. It did need a computer, but he didn't have the software that would talk to Nissan's home base. Okay, it needed a firmware upgrade. So I got a firmware upgrade, and it's been you know fine ever since, computer wise. So I've but that whole ordeal cost me about three grand. You know, Lord God, I'm telling you, I feel your pain, man. I do, and then oh six God. months later, the transmission went out. So that's a whole other story. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, call you know, the guy, part, Steve. Call I, the guy. Uh, I did, I did, but I'm I just want to let lady, you know she's not alone, man. This, this kind of crap happens to everybody, where he gets towed hither and yonder, and nobody can figure out what the hell's going on. Here, here's the thing: when my dad bought it back in '08, it was in '07. He bought it in '08. I think it had 40,000 miles on it. I'm not sure. But now it's got 144,000 miles on it. 
it's, it's time for another cost. We've scored about $3,000 in it this year so far. My twin has. Um, I just can't afford another car. And I know she'll help me as best as she can, but like I said, her husband needs a car. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's almost existential because I keep looking back at my fucking life and thinking, God, where did I screw up, you know? I got a master's degree in cleaning buildings. Um, that's just me feeling sorry for myself. Oh yeah, you can but, you can get lost you can get lost on that spider web, Lady V. Oh my god! So, but long story short, yeah. So the electric ride just let us walk place express auto repair, and they own two or three shops, so they have a small box thing. Um, but they might be. They are blaming AAA. Somebody and the last guy who tried to get it on his truck, they bought a flat. And I told them, "You you can't move this car. You have to bring another truck along." And the last guy who towed it, he's like, "Oh man, somebody did something. Somebody fried something." You know, between when you first took it to the first mechanic and to the, to the second mechanic, somebody crossed wires, and you know they didn't move. I call them brick size, but they're larger than that. They have these little portable jumpers that are amazing. And nobody and the wants HHR to take responsibility either. They all want to punt, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, but I did get a, I, after I sent a text, an email to AAA telling the third or eighth, 20th person that I had talked to that I wanted a name so that I can file a civil, uh, send you guys a subpoena so I can take it to small claims court. One of the, me back an email saying, I will talk to you. I will call you on Monday. I'm not in the office, but I'll call you on Monday. And from what I said, because I was talking about that lady before on Monday who was all ready to fix it, and then Tuesday she called me. This is a common problem. So my confidence is kind of getting a little bit shaky. I'm just wondering uh, if I have any leg to stand on. And lady, be a lot of it is greed, but the car dealerships, they don't want mom and pop dealerships to be able to fix your car. They want the dealer to be able to fix it. And that's why they only allow these computers to talk to the mothership. I mean, your mom and pop can diagnose and fix, but you know, if you can't get the firmware upgrade on the computer or whatever it needs, then it's not going to work right. So, I mean, a lot of it is just greed, man. And that's the way we're going with these new. That's what cars. we call capitalism. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, it's way past the top of the hour. I'm going to lose you guys to it for you to wrap it up. I'm so glad you called in, though, and I'm so glad you shared, Lady keep, D. Keep I, us yeah. posted on, on that because we've all been there. And. The moral of the story for me now, if something breaks down, I'm just going to have it gone straight to the dealer. I had to eliminate mom and pop shops, and that's a damn shame. Yeah. But it seems like yeah. they can't fix anything anymore other than brake jobs and oil changes and just common sense stuff. But if it's something like where it won't start, just mm -hmm. go to the dealer. That that That's, you know, yeah. because oh, ultimately that's where it's going to wind up, you know. Hey, Lady B. All I know I is somebody hide my car. Somebody fried, somebody fried, you know, the electrical system, the alternator or whatever. And they, they're telling me, well, it was because your car was old. 
I mean, that's like saying, oh, you know, somebody hit your grandma with a car and saying, well, she died because she was old. No, she died right. because she was hit by a car. Right. I would bet you to say it needs a new computer. I would venture to say I would almost bet money on it. Hey, Lady B, I'll make a deal with you. You will get <laughs> your, your car situation resolved to your complete and utter satisfaction. And I'll be up and around, thumbing a ride, and you'll pick me up, and we'll go get Whataburgers or something nice. That sounds like a lovely idea. <laughs> well, if you're putting that out first, I appreciate it. As far as getting to California, it? you might have to for that. Life's funny. You never know. You just never know. I think you will have your problems all the well. Done. Appreciate it. I, and it's not like... I'm not surrounded by loving and supportive people. I mean, you know, I, I can't believe, like I said, my friend loaning me his car. That would never happen to me. My family can't do it. And I have a large family, but they're all driving beaters and they all work. They're all, we were all essential personnel during the pandemic. That's the kind of job they have. Oh, yeah. And we're not talking about 60, 70, $80,000 a year, except for my twin. She makes the most out of all of us. But, um, like I said, she's got issues that she's got to deal with. And I just feel awful because I rely on her for those things. And in return, I'll do anything she wants. I'll do any, and I do. I do everything. Anything she wants, I will do. But this one is, is something I, you know, how do you pay back somebody who might drop in three, four, five thousand dollars from you? You can't. You can't, you know? And it just, it just made me feel bad all over. It made me feel bad all over. And I just got to do something right. But this damn cleaning job is the only thing I've been able to hold on to for almost six years. And, uh, you know, Rob and I, I, I mean, what you're going through, sweetheart, I appreciate. I mean, people supporting you, y'all have no idea. It's very hard to do what you love, what you're good at, what you were put on this earth for without the help of others. And, um, you know, it's hard. Not everybody gets to do what they love. No, and, uh, no. If you so, love, you know, if you love, what, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's what my dad always said. <laughs> well, shit. But anyway, okay. So, take care. Robin's uh, take care. past the top of the hour. Care, lady B. Thank yeah, you. thank thanks you guys. For lady B, thanks, thanks for sharing your auto story. We, we've all got one. We've all got one. <laughs> I know you thanks, guys. Thanks for yeah, your call, well, dear. You know we love you. And thanks for getting us off. Thanks for getting us off to a rousing start with your email earlier relative to Kirsten Cinema and those. Oh, but you know what? I'm a woman. You know, Robin, I'm a woman too. I'll tell you what. Fuck that bitch. She's a bitch, 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 and I'll keep saying it. I just get tired of it. the heat of a thousand I'm telling you, fuck that bitch, and then fuck her again tomorrow. And then when she gets tired of that, somebody I don't know, sue her. You know she's wrong. She knows well, I don't. She's I don't hate. I don't hate much, Lady B, but I hate on her, man. You know, just because she wants to fuck up people's lives. Yes. You know, you want to make money for people off or whatever. Don't be doing that on a national level. Don't be submitting three hundred and fifty million Americans or whatever to your bullshit. Fucking sociopaths run for office anyway. I'm sorry, Robin, that's not against you, but sociopaths like running for office. They like that stuff. Georgia worked its ass off to give us a one-seat majority, and she wins and just pisses it all away just because she wants the limelight on her. No, she wants to go back to the Senate, and she knows there, there ain't no other way. 
I mean, this is this is cold. This, this is just pure cold-blooded political calculation. Well, 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 I gotta get. I gotta get. I was gonna say, Robin. Yeah, you gotta go. But I say, don't they still get paid after they leave office? Oh, she's gonna get paid even more. In perpetuity, yeah, well, of course. She'll never have to worry Robin about a car or going to the hospital with a sciatic nerve. Hell no, she's covered, yeah. man. And that's the thing I'll say, and I'll wrap it up, though. Listening to all the stuff that we were talking about, the water, all that shit. America, and then they said their social security disability is long. It's behind. A lot of people with COVID, a lot of people had mental breakdowns. A lot of people had issues. My sister had heart surgery this year. I'm telling you, this shit is long and it's complicated. If America had preventive care, if America took the time to make sure the water was clean, we have a lot of kids who could have issues with lead poisoning. If America would do the fucking right thing, we wouldn't have a backlog for Social Security. We wouldn't have homeless people on the street. We wouldn't have these problems. And nobody should want to be a leader of a country that has so much but does so little for its own people. And that's all I got to say. Peace out, y'all. Love, peace, and soul. Take it easy, and uh, I will talk to you later. Right. Love you take care, Lady B. Thanks, everybody. I do have to get out of here so that we can finish December and not be subjected to the tender mercies of Podbean. What a night. A miracle. A miracle. We start next week with everything behind the week fully funded. And that is nothing short of amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks to our... Patreon and PayPal subscribers, thank you so much. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Y'all were amazing this evening. Thank you. To each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in this long-running conversation, thank you to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks to Steve, and thank you to Sparky, and thank you to Roger. Thank you. To our news ninjas, thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new Fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is head on dot live. No commercials. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Cold River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please get your booster, get your flu shot, wipe your surfaces down. Help stop the spread of RSV and the rest of the various and sundry plagues. Wear your mask when you're around the great maggot unwashed and unvaxxed and generally in crowds. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer wherever you go. Keep your uh, keep your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And for heaven's sakes, if some bleach blonde woman comes walking down the street saying, you know what, I'm an independent now, avoid that woman like the plague, because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.